Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know what I missed? Eating cereal in the morning and not having to worry about what was in it. But thanks to Magic Spoon, I can relive that joy all over again. Magic Spoon not only tastes good, but contains zero grams of sugar. Wow. We also got 13 to 14 grams of protein to get your swole on and four to five net grams of carbs. For folks on a diet, it is also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and at 140 calories a serving, it's guilt-free too, y'all. They got eight unique flavors, so you got variety. You got stuff like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and my personal favorite, cinnamon roll. And for all you birthday cake lovers out there, Magic Spoon has brought it back to stay. Myself, my friends, family, all dig Magic Spoon. It's still near the beginning of the year, so people are still trying to make healthy changes to their diet or working out, and Magic Spoon helps support all of that. Folks on keto, folks hitting the gym, they can eat Magic Spoon and get they swole on. Head to magicspoon.com bomb to grab a custom bundle of cereal and to try magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code BOMB at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com bomb and use code BOMB to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Yo, 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 this year is the year to make your dreams come true, y'all. And part of making that dream come true probably includes building the website of your dreams with it. Make that virtual gallery dedicated to corner houses. Corner the market on corner websites with Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building and growing your businesses, your ideas, and dreams all online. You don't need an experience, y'all, to build a great website that looks amazing because Squarespace has all of the tools to help you get there and they got you covered on domains too. It really is the one-stop shop for building that website you've always thought about making. Once you got that website up and running, Squarespace has analytical tools to help your business grow if you're starting one. And you can start one because you can create an online store to sell prints or digital stuff. And on top of that, again, Squarespace has all these custom templates to help you make everything look gorgeous. Head to squarespace.com slash bombcast for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code bombcast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace! Hey everybody, it's the Giant Bombcast, episode 700 and 
76. Ooh. Welcome to February 14th, 2023. That's right. It's the Valentine's Day edition of the Giant Bombcast. I hope you brought the flowers because I've brought the chocolates. More like a more like a Dolce de Leche type of box when you look at my skin tone. It's more of a caramel type of Ooh. thing rather than a chocolate. It'd be disingenuous to say milk chocolate, so let's just go with Dolce de Leche. I'm not even quite sure how to spell that to double check. I'm your host for the Giant Bombcast. Janachoa. In this box of chocolates, we've got the co-captain of this ship. He's full of nougaty goodness, Jeff Grubb. Uh, I want to wish a happy holidays to all who celebrate. That's right. Magic Mike's last dance is in theaters now. It's, it's a national holiday. Let's all go out there and celebrate those abs and those man nipples. I'm so excited. Ready to go. That's right. The Bombcast, now also brought to you by Man Nipples. Free the nips, boys. <laughs> Start wearing the midriffs a little bit higher. Start wearing mesh tops. Jeff Bacalar is also here. You're used to him being cold, but tonight he's bringing the heat. I'm bringing all kinds of heat, especially this real hot sickness that I can't shake. It's going to be real mucusy and delicious. <laughs> That's right. We're going to shake something else today on the Giant Bombcast. I was. I can't do this for the whole show. Dude, eh, it's okay. I don't. Who? I don't blame you. Who could blame you? I. I just feel like every year I'm supposed to watch like a romantic movie with my wife. And uh, my wife. For people. For people who used to listen to the Beast Cast. One year we chose <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. And let me tell you, it was. I've. I had seen that a bunch. My I wife had to, to just stick to Magic Mike. I don't get it. I don't know why you won't listen to me. I, like she's watched that so many times by herself. What about Jacob? Especially Slatter, when I go weird. away for work. Weird. What? Weird. Jacob Slatter, isn't that in a romantic rom com? <laughs> I think we're good. So I, I want to watch like a a comedy. Okay. So I think we settled on the Big Sick with uh, Kumail mm-hmm. and okay. so, and like I don't know if it's his real wife, but it's based on like the real story. I know uh, Showalter directed it, so we're gonna watch that. I feel like I'm getting away with like a little bit of crime there. It's not like a super, super romantic movie. I mean, it's a true story about that. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I think you'll be fine as long as you're okay with like uh, near death experiences and all that. And people, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 right? It's near yeah. death, not death. So that's true. It's fine. It's a little just bit of coma. Excitement. It's coma stuff, right? Yeah. Like actually, nothing. Nothing's more romantic than someone being in a coma. I mean, Tom Hanks knows that. Exactly, oh, yeah. as did Sandra Bullock and Peter Gallagher. We I all was know that. trying to think of that Sandra Bullock movie, yeah. yeah. Which one is while, while You Were Waiting? Is that Tom Hanks? Sleeping. While You Were Sleeping, is that is that a one about a lady in a coma? I actually have no, never seen Peter it. Gallagher, Peter Gallagher uh, goes into a coma, and he thinks, and he wakes up, and he's like, I don't know who I am. You mean Bill then, Pullman? No, Bill Pullman's the brother. No, oh. he's a, no, Gallagher, the guy with the hammer and the watermelon. <laughs> R.I.P. Number one. Number two. Because uh, there's two Gallagher's. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Peter Gallagher <laughs> is the handsome gentleman who, who like has amnesia. Bill Pullman is his brother who uh-huh. Sandra Bullock, I think, winds up uh, uh, coming together with. And okay. Sleepless in Seattle, they're both ghosts, right? No. Sleepers in Seattle, yes, they're both store. ghosts in the in the radio waves. Okay, that's that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Broadcasted from the Empire State Building. And then uh what's uh 
what's that a- angels city of angels the nick cage one where he's where he's uh where he's actually an angel and he haunts yep. that's Ooh, actually okay. a reinterpretation of the story of passover I, mm. I know all the romantic movies. Mm. I got them all. And, and of course, Jewish holiday movies, as you were pointing of, out. Yeah. Of course. I mean, yes. uh, the Backlar family makes sure to watch Nick Cage's Ghost Rider every, <laughs> every major significant Jewish holiday. because Every of Sabbath, of every course. Sabbath, yes. Of course, right, yeah. It's what you got to do. Johnny Blaze is ready to, to light that menorah, baby. Uh, so I've, all of a sudden I was reminded of Clueless. Uh, maybe it was because of the Super Bowl commercial. I don't yeah, know why. Sure. I, oh, I actually didn't okay. watch that commercial. How was that commercial? I thought it was pretty good. Have I talked about how I maybe I've said it here or the dump truck, but how clueless, in my opinion, like set the trend for porn. What? For the next like quarter century. I think we've done this and I think we'll have, we got really yelled at, I think, last time. So keep keep Did going. We yell that? Yeah, all right, proceed. It's we're past the first minute. Anything yeah, goes yeah, now. Here's what happened. You said that. And then me and Jan very quickly were like, well, the reason they do stepsister and stepbrother is because oh, of laws. And then everyone's right. like, Jan, Jeff, why do you guys know that? And then, um, so, yeah. It's, right, right. So go ahead, all get us in trouble again. Step porn is so hot right now. Okay? <laughs> I'm now I said it's right been now. a thing, dog. Oh, oh, Christian, I need yes, of course. Media right, but like, for me. yeah, oh, shit, I left too much space. Anyway, uh... <laughs> There's that is the, step- that is the premise of one of those films. Clueless mm-hmm. is just about f- having sex with your step sibling. That's all that movie is. Of yeah. like, wait a minute, I love Elton. Yes, you love your stepbrother, and now, your stepbrother loves you, now, and you're gonna get married. The um the Shakespeare play that it's based on. Again, l- l- listen, I've read it all. Of course, I'm I'm an expert on Shakespeare. This one I'm yes, just having Brazzers, trouble remembering. The Shakespeare play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This one I'm having trouble remembering. It, were they step siblings in the Shakespeare play, or was that just uh, made oh. up for, for? First of all, whatever was happening in Shakespearean times was way more taboo than yeah, okay. whatever the fuck is going down on uh, the 1995 classic Clueless. Right. Uh, okay. The fact that they didn't get Dan Hedaya for the commercial though is uh, is troubling to say the least. That's sh- that's Cher's uh, dad in the uh, movie, which he's he's her name was Cher. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I love that actor. Yeah. He's Him, great. Uh, Judd Hirsch, who me, and, who, who me and my wife refer to as Hirschman Hirschman. Whenever we see him, we get very excited. Sounds anti-Semitic, but yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It sounds like it, but I swear it's not. We love them. Uh, and uh, those two guys, pretty much. That's about it. Yeah. Just okay. Cool. Just yeah, those guys. That's all the like actors we care about. Dan Hedaya is probably like pushing eighty. Jeez, I hope he's alive. Uh, but yeah, he's got a bit. What is he? He's eighty-two. Good for him. Good, good for roll. Dan. Um, so real quick, I thought this was funny, and I feel like I should share it. Please. Uh, I had I had a dentist appointment this morning. I was getting some shit done. Yeah. And uh, I had like a botched root root canal from like many years ago, where they had to take the tooth out completely. And I just been pushing off getting the implant. Um, so this guy did X rays, and he's sending me to a surgeon, and he like he goes, "You're all set." And he hands me a CDR. And I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. I'm like, excuse me? Like, I thought what? you gave toothbrushes. I was like, is this my goodie bag? Is it my... He's like, yeah, yeah, here you go. I was like, what? I was like, oh, doctor, like, this is, you know how insane this is, right? Like, <laughs> like you couldn't email me a file? Like, why does this exist? Like, listen, we bought the CD burner. We're going to use it. 
I said, I, he's like, well, you could put it on your computer and send it to the surgeon. I go, I don't have a disk drive, sir. <laughs> I, 2023, sir. I got 40 keyboards. None of them take disks. Yeah. There's not one slot on any of the keyboards. It's crazy. Two, uh, the, the CD is just like, and you could tell, you know, when you could like look on the back of a CDR and you could just see like the tiniest bit that was burned, right? <laughs> like they didn't even, it's maybe like, like 20 one, megabytes. One There's micrometer. So much, yeah. So much <laughs> space on like, that bad boy. You're just <laughs> like, how this could have been an attachment. I don't understand what happened. That's what they do. It's like lawyers and fax machines. They like can't let go of the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I thought it was wild. It was can't be a hard wild. copy. You just can't be at a hard copy. I bet he says that a lot. Can't be at a hard copy. I think, I think the, well, why for facts stuff for, for facts? No, I don't agree with it. I'm just saying these are the kinds of things that the people like I, to say. They just really lawyers, like that phrase. Can't be at a hard copy. Yeah. Well, there's that. They're like, they're hard copy pervs for sure. I also think with lawyers, it's like, this is the, the only unforgeable medium we have left. <laughs> It's I don't perfectly know. secure. No one's ever intercepted a fax. I'm you, telling you, no one has ever gotten in front of a fax machine and taken the paper out. It's never <laughs> happened. The fuck. Damn. Now, yeah. now that, I mean, it's getting me to plan like Mission Impossible styles things I could do with fax machines. Like, just the paper is pre-printed and somehow it stops like the fax printer from working on it. So it just shoots out and it already says something. You just have to break in and put the paper in. All right, we can use this for something. I'm going to stop talking before this. Okay. Gets yeah. Court. Come on. TM, TM, TM. Um, excuse my ignorance here. This might be due to my age, but um, what's a fax? How do you send a fax? Shut the fuck up, Jan. You're not that young. What you are you talking You've about? never sent a fax? I mean, listen, I've only sent a couple of faxes in my life. Recently, because I bought a house and they wanted a fax. But I think even then, I just went and I bought one online. And I never actually had a piece of paper that I put in a fax machine. I just digitally sent a fax. So it was basically the equivalent of an email. It's just, you write on a piece of paper, you put it in the machine. It's like a, text, dial number. It's like a slow text message. Yeah, like super slow text message, but it's like no. yeah, the paper no? gets copied. It's like co- two copy machines on each side, yeah. and then there's a phone line in between. That's and the then best. when you copy it on one side, it gets copied on the other. Yeah, you could, It's just you scan a sheet, uh-huh. and through wires and tones, the receiving fax machine interprets those tones and is able to print out a, a, a close to a carbon copy of what was originally scanned. And that's well, supposed and- to be like a near infallible method of sending I, stuff? Well, acor- according to lawyers, but no. No, not really. Like, I mean, I don't know. I know plenty of lawyers under like 40, and they all subscribe to the same school of thought. So it's more than big facts pocket, though, you know. The, oh, the pocket of big facts. You mean? I think, they, yeah. you know, they just, they have, they, they are in a world where things have already been settled about how you do things. And uh, so, but I mean, I don't know. I used to work as a courier, and they would have to send a lot of stuff just physically, like things they wouldn't fax. Like, no, we have to like actually get this important original document from here to another side of town by the end of the day. So we, can we fax that? No, we have to put in a big, big bundle and, and have Jeff Grubb come send it over there in his little blue Kia. But, but like, see, I, I, I think couriers are more useful than fax machines. Like, especially well, in like Manhattan, right. Or where, where it's course. just like a guy on a bike and he's going to get it to you in like 11 minutes. Okay. Um, but it's, cra- it's just crazy. Like, I don't like a fax machine also doesn't work a lot. Like there's a lot of, the things that will like fail. Yeah, there's a lot of like, like there's a lot of things in the link that could fail, right? Like yeah. if the phone line is busy, if someone likes uses a share phone line, or uh, if there is no paper in the fax machine, or it's just turned off, or has like uh, no toner, or like yeah. whatever the fuck. And then you got to like call the motherfucker on the other end and be like, "Did it go through? Did it go through?" And there's like 
you know, and then the fax machine will be like, I think I sent it. Call your recipient to make sure it went through. It's it's insane. Absolutely insane. I don't know how it's a thing. But look, I guess a CDR is better than a fax machine when it comes down to it. But I just could not believe it. I was like, I was like, doctor, I was just like, how is I'm right there with you. How are we in 2023 and you have handed me a disc? Someone in chat's like, oh, on the disc is probably the proprietary application that can only see the file, which is also just like... <laughs> you could send that, too, though, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Well, you, of course you could. Of course you could. The so CDR holds less copies, than a gig. It holds less than a gig. they're also engaged in piracy because they're, like, illegally copying this program and, like, distributing it. So like, that, that actually rules. Never mind. Like, I'm on board again. What, like, what could... Uh, like, how much... Uh, how useful could that shit be? Like, is it a thing where, like, oh, it's interactive. Maybe there's, like, a lot of metadata on the image file and you can, like, put it in the dentist program and the dentist program be like, oh, it's tooth 18 and 19. I don't know. I'm sure it's, like, useful. But also, what the fuck? What are we doing? Why, like... I'm sorry. I don't know. The future doesn't work is what I always say. Everything is broken. Uh, and I'm just not impressed with anything. Yeah, I guess so. Someone so in the chat, uh, I, don't, I can't remember who it was. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Propaganda Panda sent uh, what looks like a sales page for an online faxing service. So I don't know how much we can trust this, but they say, uh, apart from affordability and flexibility, what made lawyers prefer faxing is privacy and security that come along with the service. And I guess the idea is like you're dialing from your phone to a, a another phone directly, and there wouldn't be something in between, right? It is not like it's going to a cloud service and then to them, uh, which is what email yeah, does. But like, at the other end of the fax machine could literally be anybody. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, that Absolutely. doesn't seem that secure. What if, like, you know, intern Steve is passing by and it's like, oh, I'm going to get I don't this trust soup. intern Steve. You know? Yeah, intern Absolutely. Steve's a big piece of poop. He does <laughs> drinks the last cup of coffee, doesn't start a new pot. Come on, yeah. Steve. You hear how he treats Meredith in accounting? Fucking asshole, Steve. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Steve. Steve, um, this is not a game. Just like Greg, you were gonna say something. I didn't want to. Yeah, just you up. can can you hear this if I do this? Let me. Uh, oh, hang on. Oh, the sound. Oh, I hope he's familiar with the, the sound. I'm sure he is. Maybe it's more like. You guys hear that? Negative. No. It's you've no. heard like the AOL no. sound, right? The modem oh, wait, sound. On. What, right, Jan? Yeah. That's what he's probably trying to pull up, like the no, modem I got, I got handshake sound. Uh, in just one sec, I have to dial the number again. Let's see, one. Nine, Are you calling your local AOL server? Nine two nine five five. Oh, he's M-A- he's calling someone. R I O. All right, now if I hit this and then I hit this, you guys should hear it now. In a second, moment it dials. Thank you for calling Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. It's a me, Luigi. And if you need service, please uh, text us at the same number. You just call 92955-MARIO. That's 92955-2746. Message us about any issues wherever you live. House, condo, mansion? And we'll be sure to text you back right away because at Super Mario Brothers Plumbing, we don't say let's await. We say let's go. Oh, and uh, check our website, SMB. All right, thank, thank you. Okay, <laughs> okay. another one. Another back chance bar. where Chris Pratt could have spoken, but they gave the <laughs> lines to Charlie Day. Yeah. That's well, fair. I mean, it's Charlie Day. If you want, it, what's more yes. pleasant when you like call a number? And it's like, oh, I gotta get to an answering machine. Oh, what a pleasant demeanor you have, Charlie Day. <laughs> yes, I would rather listen to Charlie Day any day of the week. Now, back, I wanted to ask, how did you feel about his pronunciation of Mario? I, I thought about that as well. 
So he, like, yeah, he said Mario. How do you say, wait, 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 wait. Before, how do you say mansion? Mansion. One more time. Mansion. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, like, you know, look, I, I tweeted during the Super Bowl that that commercial that was on, right? Did you guys see it? Yes. Yes. The narrator, or rather, maybe, I forget, they said Mario at the beginning, but then the woman who was in the kitchen said Mario. She mm. said it twice. She said Mario she twice. Yeah. Mm. So... I like that they're... Look, I like being seen. Who doesn't like being seen, right? <laughs> It's nice to be represented Amen. in media for once. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I just think, like, they really were super, super <laughs> diplomatic about all the, all the Mario pronunciations. Uh, it's just nice, you know? It's just real nice to see. Uh, with that kind of spotlight, like Super Bowl commercial. Feels good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I guess if, if, you, if anyone else... Will, it's 92955Mario, so you want to give Charlie Day a call. I mean, Luigi. The website's pretty cool, too. Yeah, it's actually really nice. There's some cool stuff happening there. There's a think... review from someone called Bro's Mother, and then it's the first time I thought about, wait, are the Mario Brothers going to have a mom in this movie? Because like, oh, I need to see that. Oh, she better be wearing overalls. I think it should be played by Snooki. I think Snooki would be a great Mario well, Brothers mom. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. What are... uh, sorry, I know it's a touchy subject with y'all over there, but I still believe in Snooki. <laughs> Thank God. At least, at least someone does. Uh, Hammond of she Texas. Exists. She's we're real. All, we're She's all real. thinking that too. I didn't want to say it. Is mommy Mario dummy thick? <laughs> Let me tell you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, before we get to the games, um, did you, yeah. you think if you called Charlie Day with um, like a household issue, he would know what to do, or he he'd try? He would try. Are you talking about? Like Charlie Day as Luigi? No, like shoot Charlie Day. <laughs> oh no! no don't no, shoot I Charlie don't... Day. That, that's not oh. what I mean. I mean like real Charlie Day. Yes, I you see. You can't speak in wrestling all the time. This is I what did happens. a quick look with Dan earlier. All right, yeah. and then it just like it puts you into like a brain wavelength. I don't know. I feel like listening to their podcast as much as I do, or rather watching it, you're you kind of realize like. Hey, you know what? They don't go around saying this, but the three of them are pretty much like versions of the Sunny characters. Yeah. Like that's just oh, sort yeah. of who they are. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't think Charlie, I don't think Charlie is as handy as Charlie on the show <laughs> pretends to be, if that makes sense. I, uh, I was, I watched uh, Crank over the weekend and, and okay. Glenn Howerton. Uh, yeah, listen, my favorite rom com. Well, yeah, listen to that. Glenn Howerton in that? Yes, he is. He's, he plays ah. a doctor where uh, with that that like reluctantly gives him um um uh, the adrenaline or whatever. Yes, it was weird. I'm like, what what is going on? Also, Glenn Howerton's in a uh, a new movie where he's playing yeah. someone who's bald, and I'm like, who? who yeah, is a BlackBerry movie. Yeah, a BlackBerry movie. That is the craziest. They're making a BlackBerry movie first of all, and Glenn Howerton's like the CEO and it has a weird bald cap on. It's I a think wild Jay Baruchel is in it as well. Yeah. Canadian's uh, own, Canada's own Jay Baruchel, yeah. Yeah, he, wait, he's the one that did uh, Goon, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, Goon is a very good movie. Yeah, this has a decent cast, the uh, Blackberry movie. It's called Blackberry. <laughs> All right, I mean, they're going yeah. out on a, on a limb there. All right, the, the logline uh, is the story of the meteoric rise and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone. When am I going to get my T-Mobile sidekick movie? This is horseshit. Oh, uh, it's Honestly, only a that was more interesting than a fucking uh that was more interesting than a BlackBerry. Let's let be me, honest. Let also, me tell you. The level of swag as soon as you saw someone like with a pull a sidekick dude, out of their pocket. I yo, have two of them. 
They yeah. were so sick. The one I the, love my the, sidekick. I think the third one oh, like where it was like that I real thin and like sort of like rose gold. Yeah, like the that, sidekick LX or whatever or something like sure. that. God, I love I love yeah. those things. So sick. Uh, just this inner you know internet speed was garbage, but it was so sick. These uh, movies, uh, I don't know uh, if anyone's been paying attention, but like all of the Silicon Valley movies, not aging so well, okay? <laughs> if you watch The Social Network now, you're like, what the fuck's this story even about? It's literally about nothing that matters now. Yeah, it has I'm no not relation. To the story. I'm listening to that awesome soundtrack. And you're then listening to Trent Reznor. Yeah, you're yeah, doing Reznor, just yeah, the Eisenbergs. And then I'm just like sort of letting the vibes wash over me. It's... That's still a very watchful it's a good movie, film. although although it just is completely unmoored from reality. Now you're right. Like it's it just, about it a thing that like do with anything that we talk about with Facebook anymore. <laughs> it's hilarious. Facebook like you watch Facebook. that. Exactly. You watch that movie now, and you're just like, is this a fantasy film about something else? It's it really is like, a time. Those capsule. twins are going to become Bitcoin assholes. That this guy is going to lose a bunch of money trying to do VR stuff that he doesn't understand, trying to make Second Life happen again. And it's like, man, but yeah, they've completely. And he's going to take down democracy. Exactly. <laughs> All the while he's hawking barbecue sauce. What is the deal with this guy? <laughs> oh, Trent Reznor, this is yeah. your fault. Of all the things he ruined, ruining Sweet Baby Ray is maybe his greatest crime of all. Bastard. Uh, a real quick story about Glenn Howard, and I saw him pop up in a horror movie, and I was like, hey, it's him from It's Always Sunny, and then he immediately died. So let's talk about video games. Jeff Backler, you were uh, you were out sick last week, and we did talk about the tape to tape demo with oh, you did. Jesse Vitelli. But I need to hear your take to take on tape to tape. So, you guys remember? This, so I I've played this game before. I played yes. this game like months ago. I swear uh, you did. Right, I swear, and I we feel like I talked an early look on. at it. Right, didn't we? Didn't we look at it? I don't remember. Was it a, I, I think was it an UPF? Oh, it might have been. It an was Oof. an UPF. Yeah, yeah, that that's right. We did it. Yeah, we did it on a UPF, and I was I was pretty down on it. I was like, this is not good. I don't like the the hockey. I don't like the skating around. It just doesn't feel good. Um, all it really was back then was this sort of like, hey, this is the arcade sort of hockey that we have uh, now. Uh, they've re- they've released a new demo that's a, a bit more complete, and uh, I'm gonna say that I'm officially on board. Oh, um, that's nice to hear. Cool, you, right? You love to hear it. Like, not yeah. a lot of people saw this coming. Uh, this is very exciting for <laughs> what a only swerve. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I zigged when you thought I was gonna zag, and here I am. And you know, look, the arcade hockey in this game. Still, in my opinion, leaves a bit to be desired. I think there's some fine tuning that needs to happen. It's it's very easy, uh, which you know obviously can be sort of sweetened and refined, and hopefully that improves to be more challenging and more fun. But everything else about it just feels good, and I think it's the overall package. I think there's a really uh, cool art style that's sort of coming out of this that feels kind of like Spongebob-y in a way. Uh, it, it does huh. feel a bit like Nickelodeon cartoon kind of design. Oh, I guess I see I, what you mean by that. Yeah, kind of like just, the really harsh jaws. Yeah, and like per, and like lips, like big lips. Like, mm-hmm. per, per, like, like there's, there's something about like Ren and Stimpy Nick cartoon like lips that I, yeah, I sort big, of like. powerful lips. Yeah. Big, powerful, uh, yeah. So I, for whatever reason, I, I draw that from uh, from this game. But 
you know, all the all the character designs are hilarious. Uh, the players on the ice do the, some of them do like a real fun shimmy when they score. That is just uh, doesn't get old. Uh, there's a there's a team that's entirely referees, and the referee wow uh, refing the game like is you know it's like throwing it for them. That's really funny. Um, you know, I, and the thing I'm sort of skipping over is the whole sort of like ro- roguelite element of this sure. of this hockey experience. And you know, I think like that stuff kind of so far it's 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 mostly cosmetic for me because i think the perks and the buffs and all the things you sort of get uh in your player cards as you traverse through each sort of world um there's not a big sort of tangible effect of what those things do mm-hmm. like you'll have like oh this now you've earned the right so like your defenseman can shoot a curved slap shot from the blue line which sounds pretty cool and you know there's one uh there's one perk where like any slap shot you take will uh, hit someone in the face you're like all right well that's probably useful all that stuff is is fun for the most part uh i i do kind of want to see how deep this whole thing goes uh you, you're charting along uh, uh like a world stage and there's a fork in the road and you either go uh one way or the other sometimes it's a game sometimes it's uh it's like a little campfire where you earn some kind of campfire uh, on the rink that's dangerous yeah in in the in, in the sort of overworld there uh, so you know it's it's cool. I, I I can see myself playing through it. I did the demo twice now, uh, and uh, I found it to be pretty pretty cool. Not a ton of deviation or variation, rather, in like both of those branches that I took. But I, I'm officially on the optimism side, yeah, uh, as wow. opposed to the you know questionable side. So I, I am excited for the final product. I think it's uh it's cool to be hopeful for that because it's like it's a good idea or it's an interesting idea. I really don't fully understand what the implications of hockey rogue light are <laughs> still. Uh, but and and you know what you are going to want is those runs to feel pretty different going on. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well, that's something. But that's something. Uh, you know, it took um Hades a year of early access to really dial that stuff in and become this sure. incredible Hades or incredible rogue light that had a ton of variety in how you played the game and building on that stuff. So. I'm I'm happy to let games like this just take their time and find their footing. Oh, uh, it's good. It's good. It sounds like that sounds like they are heading in that direction. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the best uh, sign, right? Is the dis- the difference between that first demo and this one, and how yeah. much meaningful progress has been made. For mm-hmm. my uh, POV, it's mostly like the packaging and the overall sort of feel. Uh, everything is is like real smooth. There was a bit of wonkiness the first time, and I think a lot of that's been uh, erased for the most part. And just the whole you know presentation is is, is pretty solid. So, so how uh, randomized is it on a level to level basis? Because I think I would have really enjoyed Curse to Golf if that was just straight up uh, curated levels versus like randomized courses. Yeah, yeah, I think that is not as satisfying as I'm hopeful it will be further mm. down. I think the, both of my playthroughs, and I'm, I'm already on my third one, th- there hasn't just been like enough meaningful sort of effect in the game. I get, oh, it's Maybe it's also because I just play a hockey arcade sim, and I'm just like playing it the way I play anything, and I'm right. just going to score and do my thing. So uh, maybe, you know, I have to also try and lean into those perks a little bit, lean yeah. into the, the things that I'm earning, but it should also like have a meaningful impact, right? Totally. Like the game yeah, should kind of steer you there, right? Well, yeah. I, I think what should happen is you should play the game the way you normally play it. And the perks that you're getting should then layer on top of the things you're already doing. Right. So that those things feel even cooler and more effective. 
Totally. And that's that's the way you actually do a game like this. So you could just start off playing the game like you would play it, and then you get a little, you get a, you know pretty deep into a run, and suddenly you're just doing checks. But now the checks are catching people on fire or or whatever, or doing whatever they can do. But you're still just doing the same exact thing. It just feels even better. And then maybe that changes the way you play. You shouldn't right. have to play change the way you play to just get, get access to that different stuff. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic that that stuff starts to feel. Uh, more tangible. Uh, there was one really good uh, moment where I earned something that told me uh, in a third period uh, the referee would uh, start checking the opposing team. Uh, so that was cool uh, seeing that happen. You, you know, the harder you land a check, the longer the uh, receiver of that check is like sort of concussed and knocked out and you know seeing stars so the only time it's funny to laugh about a concussion in a video game that's the only time that's the only time uh but yeah it's it's cool uh i'm into it uh and i I just really dig the art style too i think there's a fun kind of like you know medieval metal hockey thing happening there so that's uh that's a that's a checkbox for for everyone on the list there sick Glad, yeah, to, glad to hear. Glad to hear. Is Another, that demo going to just be up or is it coming down uh, with the next fest? Do you know, it's a good question. I know it is attached to next fest, but I do not know if it's a lot time. of those demos just stay up. So yeah, mm. hopefully it just stays up. because I'm going to check in on it again. Yeah, go check it out. It's uh, it's pretty cool where it's where it's at right now. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Another game that we talked about last week that we're going to talk about again this week is Final Fantasy Theater. Theater still can't say it. Theater rhythm. Theater rhythm. Yeah. Final bar line. Um, the te- a the at rhythm. The at rhythm. The at rhythm. Go. The at rhythm. But but um, <laughs> sorry. Let me tell you. Uh, I you know I enjoy Final Fantasy music just like mostly everyone, and I feel like I've heard a lot of this music um throughout my years in gaming. Um, and it is this is an absolute joy to play just watching these little chibi characters. Um, and the thing that I guess I didn't realize is this, yes, you can play these levels and get through them um, and get through the actual level and the song, but there's also an additional progression of actually beating the level and completing the quest. So you have to balance your party and you are building and leveling up a party that is also going through the level Um and you were also firing off summons and everything, and it's kind of... I get distracted watching these little chibi people go at it while watching the, the rhythm lanes go. Um, and I gotta say, this hits that hits that box, folks. This hits that box of uh, feeling the music as you are going with the rhythm. And I realize that is very important in a rhythm game, but it's it's, it's satisfying, you know, as you're hitting like the beats. like a cool runnings thing? I feel like that was a cool runnings thing. You said it's, the cool runnings It's thing. always you, a cool... Cool's running, cool runnings thing. That's been my whole shtick <laughs> from the get go. I'm glad finally someone <laughs> got it. Five years of working here, and I've constantly been referencing cool runnings. Um, <laughs> but like the lanes, they feel good. Um, and I think the thing that I kind of got hung up on was there are occasional notes where you have to hold the button and it'll go up and down. And I think because I'm playing on these third party Joy Cons. It's occasionally not registering. I think that was more of like a me thing rather than the game thing. Um, And I think I just loved getting a party full of himbos. So you get your Cloud Strife. You get a Sephiroth. You get a Tidus from FF10. 
and then you get a squall or Leon, whatever the heck you want to call him. And then it's like, Himbo right. Hall, it's the himbo Mount Rushmore right there is the himbo Mount Rushmore. And then you take all these, these himbos and then they're over leveled. Cause they're like level 30 now. And they just blast through these early final fantasy games. And they were like, yo, th- this one would just choke a bows. Now we got it. The himbo, the himbo hall of fame got him. Um, <laughs> It's it's great. It's fun. Uh, if you're looking for a rhythm game and you have some type of reverence for the Final Fantasy series, um, there's a lot of great reproductions of the music there. I started blasting. Um, I think it's it's one of the it's the waltz from Final Fantasy eight. And my partner looked up and she doesn't play much video games and she was like, "Huh, hey, that was that was my Cotillion song. What is that from?" And I was like, "You had this in your Cotillion and you what? didn't know it was from what?" That's incredible. Uh, and then I had to describe what a gunblade was and how amazing um, the the concept of a gunblade was. And this made me think of how disappointing the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game was. It came out like two years ago. Um, just was not as fun as, as this is. I would have just preferred more chibi people in that. Uh, maybe a quick look coming soon. Yeah, let's just yeah, jam out to fun. some music. I'm like, I'm like interested to see the game. I'm, I'm assuming it's, it is... Uh, from what you described, like it's a it's a track of notes, right? Yes. Uh, so it's kind of like elite beat agents meeting uh, Guitar Hero, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, that sounds like a good time, especially if it's music that you care about. So yeah, that'd be fun. Um, and then it just got me thinking. Like, I feel like any games, long-standing game series, just needs a rhythm game. Give me a Mario one. Give me a Metal Gear one. Just mm-hmm. like Snake and Raiden, just running oh. down. It's like Snake Eater plays, and then they they just jump in a jeep. Yeah, the score the score has been burned in everyone's memory. Like it should be celebrated for sure. Oh, yeah. I I also love that you could take your party of himbos and go to the, the Final Fantasy himbo game, uh, and then just watch that car just cruise down the the note highway, and as it's cruising down an actual highway. Um, my one complaint of the game, other than my Joy Cons being funky, is um. Sometimes there's too much going out on screen that uh, I can't really appreciate uh, the, the, the fun stuff going on. It's like my attention, man. Like, I can't look mm. at two places at once. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. Is it always the chibi characters or, or like, um, do they ever become like the Final Fantasy VII remake characters or whatever? So I, they're always chibi, but just like in a karaoke video, sometimes the ah, background video. Understood. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I get it now. So they're just they're just popping off in the background. That's the distracting part. That sounds very distracting. But you kind of want that stuff too. Like, yeah. That's pretty. That's like, oh yeah. Now it's time to get hyped during the scene. Like if they're gonna summon Bahamut or whatever. I don't know how to say Bahamut, but uh, yeah, you're gonna summon Bahamut. I want that popping off uh, right when everything crescendos. I would love that. Yeah. They, they also got uh, Final Fantasy fourteen stuff in it. Ziv stuff in it. So. Uh, for all you pervs out there, you get your music with Ishtola and whatever the other names are. Uh, so, so there you go. Also, Final Fantasy XI. This has too much music in it, I think. Um, all right. Something that came out recently that, Grub, you and I have been checking out, and you checked out in UPF, was the Game Boy and GBA stuff on the Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, it was a fun announcement during the Nintendo Direct last week. It launched later that day, and I got on there with like, you know, they, you know, it's Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Those, you know, Nintendo should be able to do some pretty decent emulators for that. They nailed it. They yeah. basically got everything exactly right. 
Uh, it's, it's super accurate. People have been um, breaking it out, breaking out that emulator, running tests on it. And there's a couple of like test ROMs you can run and they could say, well, how accurate is this emulator? Mm-hmm. And there's only a handful that pass all the tests in this in this battery of tests. And this passed all of them. So it's like, okay, so it's like this wow. super accurate emulator out of uh, until I think that's the Game Boy Advance one specifically. But both are very well done. And yeah, it's it's great to go on there and just play some of those games. I think they work really well on the Switch. I think um, uh, Game Boy Advance games especially look really good on the OLED screen. That the the, oh. the, uh, the colors just pop off, like off. It's it's great. It's really nice. Then um, and, and then the online multiplayer, being able to just like hop on, like hop on, and I played mm. some Tetris with Mike uh, online. That was really cool too. It's just, it's just really awesome that they're doing this. And, it, and it, they're doing Game Boy and Game Boy Advance at the same time. So we don't have to wait, like, hoping they'll do Game Boy Advance one day. We got both, and now we can pine for certain games to come along. But we already know there's a handful coming for each, like Golden Sun and uh, the, the Oracles, Oracle games for Game Boy and Game Boy Color. So, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. What what have you been spending your time with? Um, I'm curious. So I really have a high reverence for the Wario Land games, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. bummed we only got one of them. I would have really liked the... uh the, three, right? Uh, or or one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Wario Land three. Yes, we got Wario Land yes, three. My, that's what I meant. Yes, the third one. I should say. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Wario games on the GBA are also absolutely fantastic. I hope we get those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think <laughs> I think my brain chemistry is messed up because here's here's a little guilty secret, everyone. I don't think I've ever finished a mainline Mario game outside of a 3D one, but I've finished Whoa. all of the Wario ones. Uh, because I tried Wario oh. first. Because I thought Wario was cooler, and I was right. Because he likes garlic, and I love he garlic. Likes garlic and gold, just lo- just like Jan. That's true. Um, so I, I I completely steamrolled through Wario Land three, and it was if just... you like Wario Land, we got to do Pizza Tower. Then I, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were this hot on on Wario stuff. You got to see Pizza Tower. Uh, the, the Wario Wear stuff, I, I I love just because of the well, mini well, games. Well, Pizza Tower is not actually. I I'm, I misspoke when we talked about this. It's Wario Land meets Tony Hawk, not Wario Wear. It is oh. a Wario Land game. It is oh, okay. Just like if you could if you could do all of Wario's moves from like Wario Land one and two. But then you could combo them and then run up the wall and grind and slide. It's it's that. It's incredible. You got to see it. But yeah, go on about uh, about the Wario games and all that. Oh, I, I just love Wario Land three, and I, I hope and pray that we get um one, two, and then the other GBA titles because the GBA game Wario games got really weird. Like they had a time mechanic where it's a rush all the way back to the beginning of the level it got real real crazy yeah that's that is weird um, I, I, I forgot about that uh i mean i like the idea of wario land 3 where wario's a bad guy uh so he can't get killed by other bad guys that would be stupid stupid yeah so instead when you run into like a fire enemy you don't die you just be, you, you're set on fire and now you can solve puzzles uh using that fire that is on your body um, it, it's a good, that's, that's a cool idea. I like yeah. that. But also I really like the platforming game that was Wario Land 1 too. Mm-hmm. Or Wario Land 1, 1, 1 as well. Wario is basically, uh, Nintendo's Wolverine. Invincible. Yes, exactly. Yes. You know, so short, you squat, mean. fat ass and everything. Uh-huh. Uh, mm, just... we all know that Logan has a fat dumpy. <clears throat> yeah. War- Wario's he... broken up all of Cyclops' relationships as well. So, yeah. I, I think the uh, the game that I'm actually going to go back to, just for nostalgia purposes, and and that's it. I I don't plan on finishing the game, but like, I don't think there's a Mario game I played more than Super Mario Land Two. Uh, oh. Six golden coins for whatever reason. Like I've played, I I who knows how much time I've racked up with that one, but like that 
I've not seen that in probably 25 years. Mm. So I just want to play that game where you're just like, oh, I wonder what I want to, you know, I wonder what this evokes. I, wanna, I wonder what like I, I go back to, right? Um, that's going to be fun. There's something about that game that really clicked with me. I think mm. it was the like the first one was sort of janky, right? Yeah, the first so the, the problem with the first one is they really just could not get the physics system down. Yeah. So Wario was like this like analog like moving yeah. piece on the screen and it never felt anywhere close to right. They it, got a lot one, better with that with with Land 2. Was that the one with like all the the, the it looked like Easter Island statues he was like jumping over or something uh, like that? I, yeah, I I think so and like he like turn, like he could bread. fly in a plane and stuff and he could do yeah, I, I think that's right. Yeah, there's yeah. So uh, I definitely finished um, Mario Land two probably three or four times back in the day. That's but yeah. It, it runs great on. I mean, obviously, you know, the Game Boy game should, but it's like the emulation's really good and the music all holds holds up, and it's a good way to play that game because if you are just diving in for nostalgia, the rewind feature's built right in. You just hold L and R, and you could rewind and fix your mistakes without having to be like, oh, I'm going to punish myself and go back to the beginning. No, it's it's just an easy breezy time. So I, I you know, I was never a Super Mario Land guy, or, or so. Uh, and I, I actually on the Game Boy, I definitely preferred the Wario Land games. But I still, huh. there's a lot of great stuff in Super Mario Land too, specifically. And then, well, the Super Mario Land music is actually probably goat. Yeah, uh, that, actually, the best music ever. It's so good. Uh, but Super Mario Land 2, all all that stuff is it still holds up surprisingly well for being an early Game Boy game. You know, not as quite as early as Super Mario Land, but it's still pretty early. I like it a lot, but I, I go ahead. I was going to say, here's the thing though. I don't think I could play this in front of my kid. Really? I think there are certain things. Would they make that, fun of you? Yeah. I think there's, I think this is the cutoff. Like I, like he really was being charitable with like Mario three. Yeah. Right? Like the he's like, that's cute. Dad. That's real. You know, this, he's just gonna, he's going to call me something. He's, he's reading, right? He's reading. Yeah. Okay, read. here's yeah. what you do. When he starts making fun of you, be like, okay, well, look, we'll go to the Game Boy Advance instead and have him play Mario and Luigi's Superstar oh, Saga. Oh, my God. I think this could be a formative game for him because it's so funny. It's so well done. Yeah. There's so many great characters. It's got a great RPG at, like combat system where it's all all timing, just like Super Mario RPG. Okay. And it owns so hard. It's such a good game, and this is a great way to play it. Uh, and it's there. It's on. It's just on Switch now, which is incredible. It's so yeah, cool fun. that they that they did it. Uh, so yeah, introduce him to that. I, I would be interest, interested to hear his take and yeah. see if it's something I can catch on with a kid. Okay, I'll, I'll try. I, I gotta rip him away from regular show. That's all that he is. So <laughs> he like I, we started watching it a couple oh! years ago, but then he came back to it last weekend in a way that like we are just ripping through all those seasons. What a fucking show that it's was. a good, it's a really good show. I love regular show. My, my kids caught it on HBO uh, recently and they're young, but they're just like, wait, what is this? This is like, I'm like, you guys don't understand half the things they're referencing here, but of course, yeah, Dylan wouldn't either. Right. So no, but he just like, you know, it's just, and I also didn't realize skips is Mark Hamill. Oh, That's right. yeah. I don't think I did Man. either. Yeah. I, didn't I had no either. idea until I saw like a Christmas episode where they gave credits to everybody. <laughs> Uh, there, there's uh, a there's a movie right a movie of the regular yeah. shows has he seen there's that one or two of them okay i'm gonna have to i want to check those out i really movie. like regular show a lot it's very good um the other game that i've been checking out on the gba i think i was also upset that there were only six titles originally sure for, for launch um yeah. this is a weird six well actually there's just one that's really weird 
here is the Kuru Kuru Kurin. Um, yeah, but it's awesome. Irritating though. stick. It's absolutely amazing. I, yeah, it's really good. I don't remember how I got through this game as a child versus now, where I'm just getting more and more frustrated. Um, but man, I had a blast playing that. The thing though that I'll say is that maybe it's just my muscle memory kicking in or whatever, but I don't like the form factor of the switch to play GBA games. I kind of want a a screen that's like slightly smaller. Mm, Fair. Um, Or or I don't know, maybe like the button placement, maybe something without analog sticks. Okay. So so when it comes to controls, you know, there's not much you can do there, but uh, they do have that like smaller screen option that I think makes it pixel perfect for the Uh. Game Boy Advance. So maybe try that, see if that works a little bit better for you. I this this is my segue into asking you, Jeff Grubb, what device should I pick up to play GBA yeah. games the best? Because I can wait for Nintendo, but then you know I I I need I need the juice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking around to see if I have it right here. It's the the Ambernick. Uh, you can get any of the recent Ambernick ones uh, if you you know go with for the one that's like in the eighty to hundred dollar range. Uh, that's gonna be like a a three three inch screen. I think it's like a three inch screen and um. That is probably the right form factor, the right size. It's really small and light and it feels really good and it's really well made. And you can get it either as the, you know, the, um, you get one that's vertical um, mm. with a four by three screen. But for Game Boy Advance, you probably want to get the one with the 16 by nine screen and it's horizontal, it's a horizontal candy bar build. Uh, you probably want to do that because it's just like that, that the screen will fit a little bit better. The GBA wasn't 16 by nine, but it's closer to that than four by three. Uh, so, and, and it's an Ambernick and there's, a, I think it's like the RG351. Or something like that, uh, and yeah, I, it has worked very well for me for Game Boy Advance. There's okay. other options, Retroid Pocket, but those are, those are like closer to a Switch Lite, anyhow, uh, these right. days. So I would just I would just go with the Ambernick still. Uh, my really well done. My dumb butt typed Amber Egg uh, into Google. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to continue to play my GBA games, but maybe I'll just buy no. this Amber Egg as well. Uh, yeah, go for it. Get it all, <laughs> gentlemen. Any any. Uh, wishes for the gb or the gba on uh, nintendo switch online stuff i know it's a huge library for both especially if you yeah. include the game boy color into this yeah i, I mean i i warlocked uh is one on is, i think it's warlocked yeah on for game boy color it is an early i think nintendo published real-time strategy game for the game boy uh, color uh oh. that is trying to just be warcraft and it's actually surprisingly good it's really well done uh so yeah, that's um, I think Astro Boy. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. I think that's a treasure game. Yeah. Uh, treasure makes great shooters. Oh, so good. It, the the animation, everything they did with Astro Boy on Game Boy Advance is so good. Uh, there's 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 a lot of cool. I, one or two of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. I think it's probably not going to happen, but I would love to have one of those isometric Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games on there. That would be fantastic. Oh man. Bacalar, any anything? Uh. Was there, what was like, I feel like all the Metroids on there were just like uh, remakes, Bangers. right? Metroid Fusion, Fusion is coming. That's not the remake. Metroid Zero Mission isn't, hasn't been announced, but that remake is awesome. Yeah. And a great way to play that game. Yeah. Oh, man. I, oh, the thing that I also hated um, seeing all this stuff is not only my desire to play more GBA games, but also me thinking... Uh, it'd be incredibly difficult for them to figure out how to port and do this for the Nintendo DS still on the Switch, right? Like, how... Yeah. Because so many of those games 
rely oh, yeah. on like uh, the second screen. And like you could do this thing where it's like in the corner, but then some of it's like touch sensitive. Uh, I need it. Yeah, they'd have to really think about it. And they, 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 like the solutions would probably be different depending on what kind of game it is. Um, and so, and a lot of games just straight up wouldn't work. Like there's a, a puzzle in one of one of the games. So maybe it's Hotel Dusk. I can't remember what it is, but you're supposed to like, stamp something in the game so you close the right. lid and that stamped it on well that you can't close the switch so you'd have to either create a button that faked that or just not include that game and i think there's enough exceptions that they just would really struggle to figure it out like i'm i was playing um uh tingles balloon trip of love a game that never came out here as you we're always play do that, we're gonna play that for, for valentine's day today as i always do for valentine's day but we went with lover watch instead um and, and i was i was playing on an emulator just so i could like easily capture it and um it, it was like, yeah, if I had it, if I have it just as a two screens on top of one another, that's fine. But after a certain point of the game, that top screen is basically just nothing for a really long period of time. So I just moved over to the side and it's like, yeah, you could do that with with uh, on the switch. But eventually, uh, sometimes games are going to like do two images on top of one another that are connected and they're mm-hmm. one big tall image. And that's like, well, do you move it back or do you just have them broke it up and the top screen is yeah. small enough to the side? If there's no real easy way to do it. Oh, I man. can't believe you just mentioned hotel dusk so casually yeah i got we uh, i do a jeopardy game for uh, my, my game mess uh, patreon and uh one of the final jeopardy questions was uh, or no it was a double jeopardy to get me tied with emron khan right before we were going into a final jeopardy and the answer was or was you know the clue was um uh, uh hotel dusk never was like uh-huh. blown away i'm like guys i think about that game every day <laughs> i think about hotel <laughs> dusk all the time that's wild <sighs> i can't I, I think I, I was in high school when the DS came out and y'all, uh, you know, at the time I had an iPad, iPod um, to play sure. my music, but there was something so cool. And, you know, if there were, if you, if you had the plug to get you the good juice for your Nintendo DS to get you to open up and uh, really juice that thing, um, I wound up using that thing as like an MP3 player. I watched the shittiest episodes of heroes on that thing. Really? Yeah, dude, the bitrate terrible. Uh, yeah, if I were to think of like the resolution, it was probably formatted at. I'm like, how did I manage to squeeze three episodes of Heroes onto here? Yeah, and also, it was incredible like to see that like the presets for that in Handbrake after a while and be like, what pervert is doing this? And I found the pervert. <laughs> it was me, me and my boys. Um, oh, it was just so cool just watching when, or, or list, like going onto the bus and then skipping to the next song with my DS closed with one of the shoulder buttons wow. and then it's like oh, oh no I skipped the other song let's cool, with the cool other guy one. coming through watch that's, out that's right that's me on the bus I gotta make sure I get off at this stop so I can transfer to the next one um, <laughs> wild wild times just like Jeff Grubb has been having with wild hearts uh, I want to folks first point out this is uh, definitely a Jason game. Shout outs to him. When I saw this, I'm like, man, uh, I wish I could talk to him about this. I, it is incredible. I can't believe I like it. <laughs> like, like, I've okay, never okay. been into a Monster Hunter, but really before. I, I, I was going to ask, did you get into uh, Monster Hunter World at all? Because World was uh, like a lot of people's like entryway. Yeah, I played like 15 hours of it, and I was definitely like feeling it. But it always felt like, oh man, there's like such a big hump that I'm not getting over yet. And like, Oh, I'm, I got the moment, the momentum, I got the momentum. And then, you know, one thing happens, distracts me and, and I didn't get over that hump. And so it's like, it was really hard to go back to. I considered going to monster hunter rise on the switch several times. I just never pulled the trigger, even though I tried the demo and it was just, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to do the same thing here, 
With Wild Hearts, it is one of those games. It's a hunting game. It is basically, you look at it, it's Monster Hunter. They just throw out, it feels like to me, at least as far as I can tell, someone who's not an expert on Monster Hunter, like they are throwing out a lot of the stuff that might feel like it creates that hill you need to get over. I'm just hunting giant monsters and I'm doing cool stuff. And one of the um, key ways that they make this game feel different and then they make it feel very exciting is they give you these things called, and now I'm not gonna remember what they're, what they're called in the game, but basically it's your magic where you can build like Fortnite, And what you could do is you could build a little oh. tower of things that can help you. It helps you navigate the world. Sure. But you can use it in combat. So yeah, you do your regular attacks on a big monster, like the big rat thing you fight at first. Sure. And it's, um, you're doing, you're seeing the numbers fly off the big rat monster and yeah, we're making progress here. But if you want to get a little bit more spicy, and you have enough of your magic to put down three just cubes, one on top of another, or yeah, it could be two, but three is pretty good. Then you run up the cubes, and if you hit, if you time the jump button, you'll jump up way high in the air, and if you hit the attack button while you're in the air, you'll basically do this well, really well animated, really cool looking giant swing down of your of your sword that does a ton of extra damage. And uh -huh. so, okay, now now we need to build that into our, uh, you know, our combo repertoire. And we just got to make sure that when we're putting it on the ground, we're putting it in a place that it's not going to get knocked down. Or if it does get knocked down, we can do this safely before that does happen. So we can sort of time things as the enemy's coming towards me. I can jump up in the air. And if he destroys it then, well, that's not ideal because I don't get to use it again. But at least I'll get this big attack off and maybe that's enough to put him down. And it's it's that works really well. And then you learn later, well, if I put two, three block towers next to each other, right next to each other, this will create an actual wall, like a big magic wall oh. that is much bigger than just those, those those six cubes. And it's and that wall is much stronger. So this giant pig boar enemy uh, that looks incredible. And as he gets angry and angrier, his big uh, like tusks, he's called like a wild tusk. His big tusks like glow red and they have they're like made of lava. He looks awesome. It's a cool looking game. But he'll he'll charge, and if you get him to charge into that wall, he'll just fly up in the air like a giant cartoon character and just slam on the ground. And he's like this big honking piece of ham that you could just chop away at and do a ton of damage. And it's it's so much fun. I'm having a really good time. I'm just like, yeah, I, oh, man. I totally get it now. Um, and I don't feel like I don't feel like there's like this giant pile of stuff that I don't understand and I'm not taking advantage of. Mm -hmm. That stuff might be there, but I'm getting the sense that mostly they've stripped a lot of that stuff away so that you could just do the core hunting stuff. And I'm I'm really into it. I'm about two hours in, like okay. I played two hours this morning, and I'm ready to just kind of keep going and and try to play with other people. I'm talking about like you know just multi you know, partying up and going out there and hunting, and it sounds like a lot of people are having a good time with it. Now the big issue with it is performance. Um, I'm playing on a PC with a 3080 Ti and a 12900K CPU and like 64 gigabytes of RAM. I'm, I'm decked out. I'm playing at 1080p because if I don't my frame rate's going to be in the trash. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm getting about 60 at 1080p. Uh, I had a friend who's playing on a 3060 at 1080, and he's struggling to get 45 fr frames per hey, second. Hey, hey. Mm. It's very, very not optimized, especially for PC. But it seems like people are also having issues on Xbox Series S and even X and PlayStation 5 are um, not great. Oh. They're definitely they do seem more optimized than the PC at the very least. Oh, so, that's so unfortunate. People might want to wait. I just I'm having a good time. It's not affecting me, so I'm I'm having a good time. What can I say? Um Grub, I got to ask you does does it have like the the systems like Monster Hunter does that kind of like stall your time hunting? Like does it have a sharpening mechanic at all? How often is the monster No, okay. How often is I, like the monster fleeing from Zone about, to zone. Uh, yes, about as often as they do in Monster Hunter, uh, as far as I can remember when I played Monster Hunter World. Uh, but 
chasing them down doesn't take too long and they do give you a handful of tools to make this easier i know there was like some cool like web slinging stuff in rise yeah. that people really liked yeah. uh, what you have here is at least so far one of the first things you get is this giant turret you can place anywhere just like you're placing one of your blocks and you place this turret down and you can uh see it's like see another part of the map and you aim across the map and what you do what you fire is basically a um a little rope and you can ride that rope down but you can also ride it up so if oh. you see the person up there on the ledge yeah, you can run around the whole side of the map and get up there, or you could shoot this wire up there and just chase them immediately, get up right behind them. And sometimes you can even like shoot the wire over them and then like you're about to uh, like you're going to go get in combat with them. So you just, you know, ride it down, get right over them, jump off and surprise attack them. So they give you some cool ways to get around, at least right out the gate. There might be other things later on, but that, that was a pretty cool thing to get right away. Oh, this sounds really cool. This sounds really cool. I'm having fun with it. It's also, you know, cross play. So. Wherever you end up playing it, we'll be good to go. I, I'm curious uh, how the multiplayer is handled, because hearing his crossplay is really neat, but then one of my biggest complaints about the Monster Hunter series in general for multiplayer is just how cumbersome it was yes, to even get I online. I don't know how it works here. I do okay. know you're supposed to go to your campfire, and you can I think you can br bring in your boys that way. But there's also, uh, like, Hunter Portals, they're called, and I think that enables you portals, to... Portals, right. Yeah, Portals. I think that enables you to get... Um, <laughs> Uh, a match made with other people doing similar or the exact same quest that you're on so you could all just work together and that's just i think that's random matchmaking but there is um a way to like actually get in there play with other people i mean i've seen people play that way and i've seen people play that way pretty much right out the gate so i don't think there's much you need to do to oh. be like oh are we okay I, you know i think they've oh streamlined my god it. yeah I, they are working with ea on this this is koei tecmo this is a, a mega force i think it's the name of the developer they've done these hunter games before uh, they are working with EA, and I would assume part of that is like, let's make sure this game is palatable to a global multiplayer game playing audience. And I hope that they really, uh, uh, you know, you know, smooth that stuff out. I just don't know because I haven't played with it myself yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't thrilled about this at all. I think we talked about it last week. It's like, mm, don't care. Hearing you. Hearing you. Uh... I'm surprised. It's really fun. It's like surprisingly fun. All right. I'm just using the main sword right away. They give you a katana. Uh, I have a blacksmith that is hanging out in my town, and she will make whatever I want right now. It seemed like, well, a bow and arrow, a bigger sword. There's a hammer. Uh, some other weird weapon. Say less. I heard hammer. I'm in. I'm in. I'm yes, in. It's, it all looks really fun. You so could have just I'm, said uh, ham, and then I would have been there already. <laughs> yes, they got them hams for you. So I, I, I think it's at least worth a shot. It's worth a try. I'm having a good time with it. Uh, I, okay. I did ha I, the code I did get was for EA Play though, uh, or EA the EA oh, I'm app. Sorry. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, can I play this on my Steam Deck? I think it would be pretty rough on the Steam Deck. So whatever, I'll just play yeah. on the PC. We're good to go. Okay, okay. I got to dust off the PS5. Maybe I'll try and catch that code. Um, Grub, another game that I've heard you wax poetically about for a very long time now, coincidentally, is our Game of the Week. And that game is Metroid Prime Remastered, baby. Grub, yeah. For, for as long as I, I've worked with you and, and known you on the internet, this is a game that I've heard you talk about very highly. Very highly. Yes. Yeah, highly. It's, like, it's like his... It's just there's something about it. It's like it's what it's like your I don't know. It's like your beacon. It's like your yeah. Hand. yeah. It's you yeah. Know? It's because like you're alone in space, 
you're marooned, and that's a thing that you love. You, I, I guess you love scanning things too. I do. I and really then, do. I was. I've been like playing. I was playing Wild Hearts. I'm like, man, I wish I could scan these freaks, these animals yeah, out here. Let me scan you. these guys, and they won't let me scan them. So I'm like, man, this is. They're missing out. Um. Yeah, Metroid Prime is still incredible. I think the, the one of the things I was wondering is, uh, yeah, I know it's going to hold up for me, but uh, new people coming in, are, are they going to find much here? And it sounds like so far everyone gets it. It really is that good of a game. It, it's it, it's always been sort of timeless because they just it's just a really well made first person adventure Metroidvania, and then the art was you know t- the top of its class at the time, and now they've upgraded that to look better than ever, and it just looks so good, and that makes it even more fun to explore. Uh, and yeah. the updated mm-hmm. controls with the dual stick analog, that is also incredible because um, they. What they did is they didn't just okay now you can look around with the right stick. They moved some of the controls up to the uh, the shoulder buttons so you could do like bumper jumper and look around and jump. And you, so I'm just like flying through these areas. It's really really well done. Uh, I'm I'm impressed. And it's the best part is hearing other people come to it and fall in love with will fall in love with it too because it's it's one of those games that I, I, I am it is my beacon. I am always sort of looking like when when am I going to get another game that's going to do for me what Metroid Prime did for me back then. And that's that's happened here and there. Uh, but I'm like, hey, more developers should be looking to that. And and that feel, now feels like another chance to reignite that fire. So, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy. Th- this is my first foray into it. And uh, my actual first uh, dip into the Metroid Prime series was Metroid wow. Prime Hunters for the DS. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, very different okay. game than, than this. Mine was Pinball, so go figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, those, are both, those are both pretty good games. Pinball is the best of those two. Yes, pinball is that that pinball Metro is Prime real pinball good. Rules. Yeah, yes, that's real rules. good. Um, yep. And uh, you know, I didn't have a GameCube growing up. And let well, me, you were two. Uh, yeah, like, I, I was. I was two. And then like <laughs> people are talking about fax machines, and I'm like, Google Gaga. I need hours mm-hmm. on a on the internet. Um, <laughs> this this is great. Why playing this game? It's it's like um, catching up on a movie that. Um, other movies have been referencing for years. Yeah, or it's like one of those things of like, oh, this is this is why No Man's Sky is like this, huh? This is why Doomy Turtle is like this occasionally. Uh-huh. Um, and Grub, you described it as like a first person Zelda at times, and yeah, I couldn't with wrap a lock my on. yeah, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. But then I was thinking like, why don't all first person games have a lock on? Because this is amazing. A um, lot more of them really should. It because uh, it's just. It lets you know what the game's really about. It's about okay, looking for looking for opportunities instead of looking for execution. Sure. And that's that's a pretty cool idea because it's like it opens it up to more people. It makes you feel like a badass. You're supposed to be a badass. It makes you you're you're never gonna fail at feeling like a badass if you're using the lock yeah. on properly. So yeah, and that that like side jump when you uh, yeah. are locked on and you keep the everything's perfectly still in the center of the screen, but you do that just that sidestep jump. And you just you can feel uh, the the animation that isn't actually happening of Samus just doing a cool little right. jet to the side, and I'm like, I bet she looks so badass. I feel so badass. It's it, again just an incredibly well thought out game that is even more well thought out now that they've remastered it. Yeah, it's it feels like a crime that Nintendo can get away making games look really nice on the Switch, while others have um, a lot of difficulty doing so. Yeah, because like this game. Yeah, I was looking at it, and I don't have an OLED. I'm just playing on a regular Switch. I'm like, why does this look 
good. Like, it's how, better, yeah, they, I think it's the best looking game on the Switch. It's it, crazy. It might be, yeah. Like, yeah, we were, we, you know, we were talking about Fire Emblem Engage looking really nice, but like this, like, holy smokes, like y'all, mm-hmm. y'all know how to use the tools here, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny how they have like the special sauce, right? Like they just mm-hmm. have like the right tools that are proprietary <laughs> that all, that somehow magically unlock all that stuff. But uh, going back to the game, I feel like. Uh, I haven't played it since it came out. Uh, I did finish it, but I rem- the thing I remember about the game was like getting stuck a lot. That's mm, what yeah. I remember the most about the first Metroid Prime. So I'm curious to go back to it, uh, having you know 20 uh, years or so of, of playing. I think that games. experience will really help because uh, yeah. what I think um, they definitely were pioneers in signposting that that was subtle uh, and i think one of the we show one of the moments in the quick look and yeah. it's one of the reasons i wanted to show it uh you are coming back out of fendrana drifts and you're looking around and you don't necessarily know where to go next but you did just get the boost ball ability and you're like well i do know there's a half pipe that i can use the boost ball ability uh, back at the beginning of the world but they don't want me to go back there right now do they well you step out in fendrana drifts and right then meta ridley flies over and she goes i think it's really a she ridley flies over and goes in a direction that the, that you came from and then once you look around you see well there's nowhere else for me to go i guess maybe i should be tracking down ridley and you start so you start going in that direction as long as you keep going in that direction the only way you can go leads you right back to that beginning part right back to where you need to go to then use the boost ball ability and get the double jump and that's like, that's that's subtle signposting but when you really think mm-hmm. about it like of course i should be following the big thing and the and now these days like for, to me it occurred to me right away like this is what i should be doing yeah i think at the time it was I I hadn't had that language in like instilled in me in such a right. fundamental way that I think I definitely got lost more. Of course, I played the game before, but uh, I, I have a terrible memory. So this time when I'm getting lost, it is for uh, a quarter of the time. It's not for very long. I know. Oh, just keep poking and prodding. Think about what the world's trying to tell you and just keep going. That's it, exciting. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'm going to jump back. Yeah. For, for folks that never checked it out, it I mean, I can't say that it holds up. I can just say that it is great out the gate it holds yeah yeah um yeah and i don't have too much of a reverence for like metroid i mean i I really like dread i like zero mission on the was that no uh fusion fusion i really liked um and this is great i kind of hope that this blows up and now i understand the hype slash hesitation for what would and could be a metroid prime 4 and it's like Yo, I just need another studio to steal everything about this game and just make it everywhere else. Please, please. I mean, it's it, it's one of the reasons I do like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order so much. It is a Metroidvania. They even have that 3D map. Uh, so when people talked about the backtrack, and I'm like, no, nah, this is good. It's cool to unlock doors and have new shortcuts and, and things like that. It's still better. It was better in Metroid Prime than it was in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But whenever I see little hints of that, I'm just like, yeah, give me, give me, give me. We don't get enough of those. So yeah, this... Arkham, Arkham, Arkham Asylum is another one. Arkham Asylum. Sure. Yeah, the real, uh, that's my favorite of the Batman games because it's a Metroidvania and it rules. Agreed. The, the thing is with this, though, that I've noticed and uh, that I wasn't expecting is that it just moves at such a speed that yeah. like it's, it's, it's the just... pace of a Metroidvania. That's what makes mm. Metroidvanias so good. Right. A good Metroidvania. You get something cool. You spend 10, 15 minutes experimenting with it, and then it's not going to be much longer than 10 minutes later. You're going to get something else new. So it's like every 20 to 30 minutes, you're getting another cool toy to play with, and that makes you more powerful. And then that opens up your brain. Like the last time I got something cool, I was able to go do that thing before that I saw and I couldn't get to. 
And now you're thinking in that mindset. You're like, okay, this just opens up more possibilities in the world. And if you want to take a little interlude, which is something I, I did when I did get lost back a lot, when I did get lost uh, last night, I was um, like, you know what? Let me just look around real quick and see if I could do anything new. And then I was finding missile packs and energy and energy cells. So I had more, you know, my character's better off. And then by the time I was doing that, while well, I cleared out this area for now, I know I know where I need to go next is not here. So I'm going to go back all back this other way. And then I immediately found my way again. It's like, okay, as long as you're bouncing back between those two modes of play, it's perfect. It's so well done. I, I want this, this. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I understand it now. It's I awesome. fully understand it. It's great. It's, it's great. absolutely I'm amazing. excited because, you know, like I said, I have not seen it since 20, uh, 2002. Like, I haven't seen it since then. I, I mean, I think it's going to, I mean, I, visually, I, it should yeah. blow you away. Honestly, if they didn't have the remastered tagged onto the title and you just put Metroid Prime and, like, new people that missed it or people that's completely new to, because the original game out game came out, what, 20 20, or 2000 years two yep 21 years ago yep 21 years ago so there's there's full-on adults that have never played this game um and i'm excited for i'm excited for metroid sold like 25 million units now there was the metroid prime trilogy on the wii so it had another chance but even still i think most people have not played this before yeah i missed it both times then so i i'm glad that this is out um and i hope that a metroid prime 4 or 2 and 3 come along and I'm gonna Thank join you, Tommy Pellerico, for your hard work. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, oh, what what can't that guy do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything, um, literally everything. Uh, <laughs> what? I. It's funny because like my memory of this game is sixteen by nine. Like I don't know uh, why. You, that well, because well, the Wii version. Was well, it? no, I think the GameCube version could do widescreen. I think you could do a widescreen with the GameCube version because uh, we, we found out Eternal Darkness did, mode. did have that. Yeah, I think I think this did too. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense, okay. Then. Okay. I got to ask the GameCube boys here because I feel like uh, you two may be experts here. Uh, any other? That was our old podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any other gems from the GameCube? Ooh, other, yeah. I mean, All like the... Eternal Darkness. We yeah, I've, beautiful I've Joe. Both beautiful Joe games are like. <laughs> In my opinion, see, Scout gets it like stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those two are really good. I really liked, uh, you know, it's like a, it has people on the fence, but I, I thought Killer Seven was really cool. Oh, okay, yeah. But the that Wii was on version that was multi platform, not GameCube. Right? Okay, that sounds that sounds right. Oh, d- okay. All right. Well, that'll yeah. be fun to see it in widescreen. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, Paper Game Mario: Cube. The Thousand Year Door. Sure, um, I mean, yes, oh, yeah, okay. Well, Star Wars right. Rogue Squadron sure. Two, Rogue Leader. Uh, have you uh, have you seen Rogue Leader before, Jenks? That's one that has, uh, in the same way High that Metro right? Prime, still like visually stunning. Yes, uh, Rogue Squadron is still really, really good looking. That was a, was that, that was a launch a, game or like it was close a launch, to launch? It was a launch oh, game. It was yeah. like right there, that launch window. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that game ruled. Oh, there's a, there's a bunch of cool stuff. Get a. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat and a bunch of bongos, and then Prince of Persia's Sands of Time. If you've never played Sands of Time, which was also multi-platform though, but it was yes. on a bunch of other different stuff. Yeah, yes. I just it looks it looked really good on the GameCube. Sands of Time is so like I went back recently and played a little bit. I think I have like a PC remaster of it or something. Like there is, I think there's like a, a bit of like a fondness for that game uh, that's weighted in nostalgia because you could do these like amazing yeah i'm trying combos to and then like suck yeah. the sand out of somebody at the oh, same time yeah, yeah 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 the wall running like any game that's wall running is gonna get me and they did that was a game that really nailed that stuff i i don't know if it, i have no idea if it holds up i really i don't know 
But yeah. you show me a more satisfying uh, palm against the wall slap sound. I dare you. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> the Prince of Persia 2 Warrior Within, because then you get the added bonus of God Smack. God Smack, yeah. Ah, okay. Stand alone inside <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's it. Dude, Hell he's yeah. like, he's all Thought like on a throne, right? Like, I remember all the visual uh-huh. uh, accompaniment for that game. It was like, man... Uh, it was, and then it was lame. And then Doctor uh, Randall puts out what? Ultimate Muscle Game for the GameCube, which I have played on this website yes. before. So, yes, that's a good one too. Jan, I don't mean uh, like gods. I just mean like I remember being let down by Warrior Within. I remember being like, yeah, this then, is all, not all the first, first step that were pretty, like, uh, Some people like some of the other ones. There was um. I think the one that was just Prince of Persia again. You like the uh, the 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 watercolor one? Yeah, oh, that I like that one. one. I think people like that one. Yeah, I never right. played it. I should that go back to right. all the rest of them. What was the third just, one in that trilogy called? Uh, the uh, time the Twin Towers. Towers. That's right. Never forget. I forgot. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two Thrones. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Dang. The all first right. Luigi's Mansion is all right. Definitely. Ooh, I bet you some that I bet you on an aquarium it looks really, uh-huh. really good now. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a Shrek wrestling game I think that Mike Minotti really likes. For Say GameCube. less. I think maybe we should play some of that. Is it the oh. Shrek wrestling game or is it a Shrek party game? I can't I, remember. I don't. I don't remember. But Jan, like I, every Shrek time I bring Super up Slam. Beautiful Joe, I feel like it goes in one ear oh, and out the no, other. No, no, no. Like, because I, I, I've played Beautiful Joe. Oh, you played it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, I'm traumatized because I played a demo disc that had Beautiful Joe in it that borked my memory card. And then oh, I... Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Mild, mildly um, tense memories with Beautiful Joe. Le- not as beautif- beautiful. Man, I just Hentai love that Go-Go. console. That's right, Luter Jennings. Hentai Go-Go. Yeah, GameCube was... Uh, it's that. Console it's just... It's the so first sick. timeless 3D console. Uh, I, yeah. I know PS2 and Xbox were happening at the same time. But but they don't like the thing with Nintendo, and we see this on the Switch when we were we were just talking about this. Oh, they have the the special proprietary sauce. It's their art, right? They just know how their artwork is more timeless. And there was yeah. so there's a lot of those games. Wind Waker is, is and even Sunshine, Super Mario Sunshine still looks great. Um, and that art holds up forever on a console that looked great forever. Yes. That Wario game on the GameCube, I remember like hanging Wario, out. Wario World. Wario World. I Wasn't hung it out the at Incorporated. Like a, it was like. No, no, there's uh, there's WarioWare Mega Party Games Incorporated or whatever. Yeah. And that's that's a WarioWare uh, party game, which is also fantastic. Mm. But WarioWare, Wario World is a, a 3D platformer yes. adventure game with Wario by Treasure. Who we were, we were oh, talking about. They, like, oh. they can star heroes and all that stuff. Yeah, I remember hanging out and playing that at a demo kiosk in a Toys R Us for like too long that uh, the, I, there was a there was another kid waiting behind me to play the kiosk and then I just kept going. War, the thing about Warrior World is it's if you go back and look at the reviews and I saw this for uh, Kirby's Canvas Curse recently. I'm like, why are the reviews for this? This is a really good game. And you find, you remember back then if a game was two three hours long, that was it. You were going to get yeah. bad reviews. You were going to get a seventy <laughs> at best. It's a Warrior World's a short game, but it's a, it's actually a pretty good one. So uh, it's totally it's totally worth going back to. We should. Oh some man, more. we should. Like, hey, we, we, we have a GameCube stream, right? Let's yeah, let's GameCube let's do stream. a let's do a UPF that's all just GameCube stuff or whatever. Okay. You know, I'm so down. Yeah, uh, send in call, your recommendations. Call aquarium, yeah, yeah. Send your recommendations yeah. for GameCube games because uh, that is like the Nintendo sixty four 
and the GameCube are just two systems that I completely missed because I was on like the PlayStation side of things, despite having like Game Boys and stuff. Um, so it's a huge blank spot in my memory. Shanty Boy, I'll play Gladius. Gladius is um a gladiator RPG that has the same timing based combat as like a Mario RPG. So it's actually surprisingly good. Yes, we'll we'll get the GameCube expert, uh, Mitch, to, to yeah, we'll pop get the GameCube well. guy. The GameCube he didn't guy. he didn't know that there was an eject button for the discs what? on the GameCube tray in the center of the thing. His entire life that. until yes, and like just the, ripping like, it off, just ripping them out for what until like a psycho. couple months ago. Yeah, just what a psycho! Insane. Oh, Called himself the GameCube guy. It even printed. It said eject on it. It did, and it's shiny. Like something. Yeah, it was like it. it was like chrome, like color chrome. Yeah, I just and weird guy. Do I? Weird I, guy. No, no, I don't have to go get a GameCube. There's, there's an. Yeah, 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 Jan, 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 Jan. People on. keep I mean, saying get Kirby anything, Air Ride though, and like, yeah, Kirby Air Ride. Yeah, there we'll was some of that. There was a Kirby uh, Air Ride mini game in one of the GBA games that I absolutely adored. So mm-hmm. maybe this is up my alley as well. Uh, oh, and Squash. What is that? Oh, Chib- also Chibi Robo. I remember yeah, watching Robo. over a friend's yeah. shoulder and thought it was dope as heck. It's awesome. Uh, I also like really got into the Tiger Woods games on GameCube because. The shape of that analog stick that housed it, mm-hmm. like there was something about, the, I don't know if it was like octagonal maybe, <laughs> but like there was something really satisfying that you could get like a really even. Can you like, say that putt. again? Octagonal. Octagonal. Is that the right way to say it? No, nah, I mean octagonal. Hey. Octagonal. 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 Traveler two. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, uh, there's a uh, yeah, the, party game for the GameCube, and we're gonna play the balls off of that. Octagonal. This, literally octagonal downloading it right now. Come for me, please. Literally, everyone knows what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, like there was Tiger Woods. Just maybe it was like oh three or oh four. It was the one with like all the waggy courses. Like they had courses that yeah, didn't make that were like impossible. A, I think it's like a beloved game. Yeah. Right? That that specific one. People love that one. Yeah. Something about it on GameCube. Like that that is a even though it's multi platform, that is like a defining game for that console for me. I would play some of that too. I would well, love it. yeah. Hell yeah. Now I'm I'm furiously looking up uh GameCubes at a, a thrift store website and what are they what were they charging for uh GameCubes? Okay, well let's let's check it out real quick. Hold on. Listen, hold on. okay. I'm going to give you permission to purchase a GameCube. I'm not going to give you permission to begin buying games. That is a fool's errand. They are so expensive. Oh. So I got I got a website for you. We'll get a G, GC loader. I, we'll, we'll be I okay. sold right. I sold uh the Wind Waker and then what was the combo? The, like Zelda, Wind- the Zelda collectors like legendary collection or something yes, like that. I think I sold that for like a buck 75 or something oh like my. many years ago. Yeah. Probably worth more now. Yes, I think I think it is. Yes, but they're, right. they're worth a lot for. It's been one hundred seventy-five, but yes, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yo, they had four controller ports. That's cool. What the heck? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. The best oh, part is when you had wave birds. We're just as a GameCube podcast now. Yeah. We had four wave birds, and you just put each one next to each other, so it's just like wall of uh, radio oh. receivers. Oh, man, wave bird rule too. It was, and it was like. It like sipped energy. I bet there's no way that thing took a lot of power. Yeah, the thing they really overheat. Power PC chips. I I think. Was it like? Yeah, IBM Power PC. I think that's what it was. I think. No, it was just. Was it AMD? It's like a little baby. It's just like a little powerful little baby. Yeah. 
Man, I, f I felt like a little brokey to only having two controller ports on a PS2. What is... Yeah, you gotta get that multi-tap for PS2. I was living on the wrong side this whole time. We're having a party. We're playing Smash over here. What's oh man, you know, I realized when I saw that PS2 at that ski house uh, in December, they only had the composite cable around the back, and it reminded me how much, uh, how expensive the component AV breakout was. Do you remember that for PS2? Mm -hmm. it was like it was like they were charging like eighty bucks or something for it. Yeah, the the uh, I think it's the GameCube. Uh... Uh, not component, but uh, one of those cables is pretty expensive for GameCube to this yeah, day. Yeah, there's still, like so. a weird accessory that they've made like 1,100 of, and that's uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're like, oh, cool. All right, well, I've downloaded Kuro and, Smash, or Kuro and Squash now, so that's going to be my night. That Man. sounds fantastic. I need oh, uh, ready to go. Send me the, the aquarium posting for that, please. Yeah, well, I, I got a website for you for sure. All right, well, I got to th thinking about this GameCube stuff. I got to go cool off now. We got to. Oh, hot and bothered. We're all we hot and bothered. We take a cold shower. It's perfect Ooh. for Valentine's Day. That's right, folks. <laughs> Go get your Valentine's a spice orange GameCube to spice things up. Uh, yeah, bring a in GameCube into bed with you tonight. That'll really get her going. That thing is durable as heck, I've been told. <laughs> uh, and we got to go take a quick break, and we'll see you right after this with some video game news. When it comes to hiring, you need, you need to trust your gut. But what if you could give your gut some help? When you want to find top talent fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hey, waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Yo, one of the best things about Indeed is that it makes hiring so convenient all in one place. The moment you sponsor that job, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resume on Indeed already fits your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash bomb to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash bomb. Indeed.com dot com slash bomb terms and conditions apply cost per application pricing not available for everyone need to hire you need indeed <sighs> i had a dream y'all there was an all-in-one platform that could help me or you build a business an audience or sell stuff online <sighs> thankfully that is a reality with squarespace Squarespace has been an essential tool and an incredibly convenient one to get everything you need to build a great looking website or store. They take all the worry out of the whole process. Yo, if you're a trainer or a salon of any type, you can schedule and start booking people, pets, training pets, grooming pets, and book all those appointments all online. They've got helpful email campaigns to get those people locked in and make sure they check up on the website when you got new stuff popping off. And yo, with Squarespace's analytical tools, they've got all the stuff and the info you need to see where your site is truly popping and help you grow. 
check out squarespace.com slash bombcast for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use offer code bombcast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. Jeff, ba- breaking news, everyone. Jeff Bacalar has exposed the CDR. You, that's right, folks. If you look closely enough, you can see the thin line where one line of text was was burned onto it. Like, just remember, like that sound, like the, like that, like I love crappy it. plastic, like mm-hmm. oh, I just, I just got my medical records here. That's all in, in my hand, where it's safe, where it belongs. I mean, it looks cool. I go downstairs. Because Stacy just got home. She's like, this was on the stairs. I dropped it. <laughs> I like literally lost records. it already. I literally <laughs> lost my medical records already. Ah, uh, man. Um, well, I was just a notepad file that just has a link to a website, and that's it. It's like, actually, we would just put it on there. It's just a link to a website. There's actually nothing on the CD. All it is text. in the cloud. <laughs> the QR code when yeah, you pull it up. Uh-huh. Okay. I gotta ask the both of you here. So, so the Zoomers, the Gen Zers, they they love retro tech. You know, they've they've uh, made Walkmans and cassette tapes skyrocket in price. That when I wanted to buy a bunch of cassette tapes for no good reason, I couldn't because they were stupid expensive. Do you think they're gonna get into CDs? No. CDs don't have the pitch. Like, yeah, they're the yeah. so the thing that like people are after with a point and shoot is like the sort of like shitty aesthetic that comes with that. Okay. Uh vinyl arguably is better sounding than CD depending on your amp and your player, right? Like I don't think there's something special that a CD possesses that is like worth preserving. It's just now, a file. Now you say that and I hear you, and I agree with you. However, I did see a TikTok recently where someone was giving a tutorial as to how to burn CDs for when you're going on a road trip and uh, you run out of cell reception so you can't listen to stream stuff on Spotify. And then they had burned stuff with a flack. And then someone was like, whoa, that's so cool. Is this what burning CDs was? Yo, you could put so many songs on one CD. And then yeah. my heart hurt. Wait. I mean... I guess is that gonna that... work? Like, because like, well, the CD, the CD player in a car probably can't read like obs vorbis and flack and stuff. I right? had it probably needs to be a wave file. It needs I to be had a head like unit, an audio CD. I had a head unit that could read MP3s, so okay. I would burn yeah, so some, hundreds some of them, and hundreds I had of a, songs. Yeah, yeah. Before I had an, uh, an iPod and before I had any other uh, uh, MP3 player, I had a portable CD player. It was an MP3 portable CD player, yeah, and yeah. so it could read MP3s, and so I could I could put like 700 songs or whatever on a disc, right? Um, and that was cool. But most cars usually don't have that. I don't think. So. I don't think they came like stock like that. I don't think right. they were. I mean, maybe, especially if they they a sure lot of cars could will read not read flat. those files. Okay, that's right. Because a lot of them are just like little computers. That's true. Okay, so they probably can read those files. All right, thank you. Yeah, I, and, and then this person posting the tutorial was like, oh, and you can upload your own custom album art to it as well. You can make your own mixtapes. And it was, everything started hurting. My but that's the hurt. thing, like, looking at that, right, as a 40-year-old in 2023, being like, yo, that time, like, yeah, there's a fondness for it, but, like, compared to today, it was so inconvenient. 
Like I have a tough time. Like I think I understand the vinyl thing because there's it's a different sort of aesthetic and like sure it's kind of like you can have this impact on it and there's something really the 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 idea of like oh the you know the grooves in the plastic like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't I I'm not drawn to this nostalgia of like you know burning a disc like I, that that if there was failures uh also discs like don't last forever they are uh they will not last forever they will eventually deteriorate and not work like, as, we, just, as, as we all will speaking about exactly. uh, uh discs falling apart i remember my god brother telling me uh that oh yeah jerome you can just clean this off just under a sink and then he proceeded to take his copy of tony hawk's pro skater three and then Run it under a sink with hot water and put soap on it. He got oh. rid of some of the scuffs, sure. But yeah. he also got rid of a lot of other stuff on the disc. <laughs> yeah, like the data. And, you know, that was news to, to my Kuya Jonathan, and that was news to me as well. Just like Jeff Grubb is here to bring the news. Boom, 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 boom. These are the news of today with Jeff Grubb. Jeff Grubb. I've got some headlines for you uh, from the past week. We'll hop in here, starting with the January gaming MPD report, which just came out yesterday. Uh, total video game sales dropped 5%. I think we could probably point most of that to a, a lack of a dearth of new Pokemon games. Last January, we got a Pokemon Legends Arceus. Didn't have any such thing this year, so mm. overall sales down a little bit. Um, that's the first year-over-year drop since September, so we've kind of the industry's been fighting with uh, coming out of the pandemic and either trying to stay flat or dropping a little bit. And that's we're, we're still in that zone. Uh, there's no longer the inexplicable growth period. Now it's like, where are things going to settle? And we're still settling down a, down, a, a little bit. Um, in terms of hardware, PS5 was the top selling in both dollars and units. It is just flying off the shelves because they are finally readily available. The Switch was number two. Xbox was down year over year. No explanation there about whether that's uh, due to a lack of demand or lack of supply. I still don't ever see them when I when I go in stores, but I don't know. It seemed like they were easier to get. Likely, though, could be many people just waiting to pick up an Xbox now until there's actually games. I bet that's still part of it. They went so long without having any big games that it's maybe finally catching up to them. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's got eventually that's got to just like rub off and and cause problems. And I think they're they might be in that zone right now. And if it took them that long, they're lucky because they are going to start having some games here pretty soon. Um Software, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is still number one. It's doing very well, uh, although they are. Um, I, I did hear that they're still not happy with the performance of Call of Duty. What? <laughs> I heard that today. Uh, isn't what? that fucking? Isn't that just Good. such black humor? It's just they've done all this work to uh, put all this investment into Call of Duty. It's selling again. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, whatever it is, is a huge success. And uh, and they got um, the multiple battle royales all happening. They got the mobile version. They've just doubled down on Call of Duty so hard, and they still are not happy with it. What, what, uh, what it brings me great want? joy. It brings what do me they great want? joy. They, what, they want to hit impossible uh, expectations of growth is what they want to hit. That is the problem. You have impossible metrics to achieve, and one day you can't achieve them because they are impossible. This is this is why when um that were like when the Activision acquisition for Microsoft first popped up and the story was you know Microsoft went to Activision and was asking about it because of all the the problems with Bobby Kotick. That definitely happened. But at the same time, Activision was beginning to look around 
and look for a way out because they knew they were always going to end up here tapping out the, the potential of Call of Duty and not having any path forward for their infinite growth. And here we are. Uh, number two was Dead Space. That's very good for the launch of Dead That's Space. That's really I mean, cool. Yes, really, really cool for a really well-made remake that people seem to just be loving. Uh, almost zero complaints about this game, and it's selling. That's kind of what you want, right? You want to like match up the hype uh, with the quality, and now with the sales. So, good, good job with everyone involved. Question, uh, real quick, yeah, hit, shoot. I've been playing that. I'm like seven hours into it. I don't remember. I guess I remember like spamming that like which way do I go button, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that is a little slower than it needs to be? Well, like, like there's a weightiness the, to everything like the, in that though. To the beacon, to the beacon showing up. Like I feel like if that, if they shaved off a couple hundred milliseconds off that, I feel like I I don't know. Again, I am nitpicking. I am yeah, picking I, nits here. I I don't I don't know because I couldn't play it, uh, and I haven't had a chance to go back to it. But remember, my controls weren't working, and just in this moment. I think it's because it's. I have those foot pedals. I have those USB foot pedals attached to my computer, and it reads as a controller. Breaking I think news. I just figured it out, everybody. Breaking I need news. to unplug it and try it you, again. And you're maybe welcome. Dead space. Thank you so much, Jeff Bacalar. Breaking <laughs> news. That was the plan all along. <laughs> no, uh, no, but I feel like my mom's some... going to yell at me. They always yell at me about my stupid controllers connected to my computer when I complain about them. All right, keep going. Isn't that? But like, there's something about. It. I feel like that's a game where like. He's like, Isaac, you have to get back to the, the, the base and launch the code for the engine. Th-. And you're like, all right, I don't know where that is. I'm not about to read all these fucking signs. I don't, I don't want to read the signs. So I'm just going to use my little, like, oh, compass. Guy, I don't have time for sign reading. I'm just going to be like, and a little line's going to go on the floor. I don't know, maybe that stays up for a couple seconds longer, too. It, again, really, really, really picking nets here. Now it's going to bother me. Use the pedals a stomp, and that's a great oh, idea. A great yeah, idea. Stomping yeah. pedals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the stomps are great. Everything's great. Running around's great. Love it. Uh, that's one of five EA games on this list uh, for the month, which is pretty good for any publisher. Uh, yeah, there's normally... one EA game that I am flabbergasted about. Yes, so uh, Dead Space is number two, Madden NFL 23, number three, FIFA number four, uh, I think uh, uh, let's see. yes, Need for Speed, Unbound is 16, and then number 20, NHL 23. Hey, into the top congrats! What, what's this mean? Yay. What does this mean? January, too. This is not like the, when the game first launched. This is pretty good. But like, what does it mean, though? I think, I think what it means is, is that January was a down month. <laughs> I think it was oh. a pretty, pretty weak month overall. Uh, we'll I, take it. Yeah, we will take it. Absolutely. Um, speaking, speaking of that, uh, Fire Emblem Engage did pretty well. This is physical only for Fire Emblem Engage. It's number five on the list uh, behind FIFA and Madden. Um, but again, that's only its physical number, physical sales. Usually with Nintendo, the split is 50-50 sometimes it's a little bit more on the physical than a lot of other things. A lot of other companies will be 70, 30 with 70 being uh, 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 digital and 30 being physical. Nintendo, it's usually 50, 50. Um, then uh, you have Elden Ring at number six. Then for spoken, this does include its digital and its steam numbers at number seven. That seems a little bit weak for that game, uh, especially when you compare it to Fire Emblem Engage, which did have a few more days on the market, but still, I think um, uh, for spoken had like five full days of sales or four and a half days of sales. Um, that's not great for Forspoken, I don't think. <laughs> I was going to so say it charted, so that's cool. It did chart. Yes, it did exactly. chart. Yes, it did chart. Yeah. I, I was uh, chatting with an old CNET friend uh, the other day, and he was like, he goes, 
oh, dude, did you play Forspoken? I said, uh, yeah, I didn't really like it. He goes, it is absolute trash. It deserves a zero. <laughs> I cannot believe playing this game feels like eating dirt. <laughs> so, is your friend Mitch Hedberg? This, this rules. <laughs> I was just, and I just kept being like, well, yeah, okay. You're, you're just being fair. Like, you're just not being unreasonable. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that, it deserves a zero. <laughs> That's real good stuff. Uh, for Spoken, we, we were, kind of won't know until it's second month of sales. If it stays in the top 10 or in the, even in the top 15 for its second month, that'll be pretty good. If it has a precipitous drop-off, uh, mm. then yeah, we'll see. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is number eight, and then One Piece Odyssey, one of the, uh, the other new games, was number nine. That's pretty good for an anime game, I think. Right, Jan? Oh, yeah, for One Piece. That's surprising. Cool. Yeah, I th- I thought so. Um, Rachel, uh, yesterday on Game Us Mornings, uh, brought up an interesting thing. I saw zero things about this game coming out, like no marketing at all. So for it to even get into the top 10, uh, I think that just speaks to the power of anime. Shouts out to the One Piece freaks out there. Yep, got an anime. It's on One Piece's side, and it's pushing it to number nine. Uh, the rest of the chart is mostly familiar faces. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Last of Us Part 1. Last of Us Part 1 did jump, um, of course, because of the show. Yeah. I think it was like number it was in the 30s or the 40s before it jumped up to 11. So that's pretty good for that game uh, and pretty good because of the show. You uh, know, yeah, I did ahead. start playing Last of Us Part 2 again. And then I was just like, oh, I just feel sad all over again. Why am I doing this to myself? You know, I I'm like, I've never really, really played those games. And I'm like, maybe I should just watch the show instead. That seems like a better way of doing it. Um, all right. Uh, that does it for the NPD results, but uh, we do have some news out of Europe with their similar report. Uh, PS5 availability leads to a surge in sales across Europe, but let's start here with the, with the games. Game sales were down a pretty a significant 19.1% in January in Europe. Again, that's likely due to the lack of an Arceus-like game. Uh, perennial favorites like FIFA, GTA 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Call of Duty all grew year over year in January, and they were like at the top of the charts. Uh, new games, though, couldn't offset what we lost from Arceus. Uh, there was Dead Space at number six, Forspoken at number 11, and then the physical only of Fire Emblem Engage at number 12. So again, that's like right there. Uh, they're probably like Forspoken in total is probably doing just the physical numbers of a, of a Fire Emblem Engage. And so, like, if you track that worldwide, Fire Emblem Three Houses did like three million in its first year. Oh, so it's like, is is Forspoken on track to do like one point five million? Is that enough? I I don't know. It seemed like a big budget game just based on it getting multiple massive delays. You think like they're putting all that extra money in it? They expected to do pretty well. Um, but when it comes to the PS Five, it's definitely obviously hitting its stride, and you can tell because its sales tripled year over year in January. Uh, yes, it was up two hundred and two percent. Uh, across all of Europe, that's just massive. Um, that's... And it was it was the number one best selling console. The Switch was right behind it. It dropped eleven percent. Xbox Series X and S down thirty two percent. So again, is that demand or is that supply? It's hard to say. Uh, but right now, it is play, play, now that PlayStation Five is just like surging in availability. Sales are surging uh, are surging right alongside it. Not I mean, yeah, they also yeah. That, I mean, like Last of Us is def. I mean, maybe this doesn't account. This doesn't account for like the the console selling uh, impact of the TV show, right? Uh, I, it would be a little bit, a little bit. You talk about the last of us on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. It, it should a little bit. The show started in January. So yeah. this would be some of that. Yeah. I, I know two people who have bought PS fives because of that you, show. You know, on top of that, I think it's also 
Hogwarts Legacy is pushing a bunch of systems because I have acquaintances that are kind of unplugged to the greater video game world and only really like Harry Potter. And then we're like, I'm just going to get a PS5 just to play this one game. So the power of the PS5, I guess. Yep, it's yeah, again it's just it's it's crushing right now and if uh, Xbox was going to get any of that momentum, it needed some games, some big exclusives and it just hasn't had that in more than a year. Hmm. Um all right. Uh speaking of Microsoft, they confirmed basically what we already knew. Uh fewer people buy a game if it's available in Game Pass. Uh, it seems pretty obvious, but people are making a pretty big deal out of this uh because the CMA shared a note from Microsoft's documents as part of its potential acquisition of Activision. The note basically says Microsoft also submitted that its internal analysis shows a redacted percent. So some number percent decline in base game sales 12 months following their their addition on Game Pass. Now, people are reading this as as new information because in 2018, uh, about a month after the release of Forza Horizon 4, Phil Spencer said, and this is in 2018, that when we put a game like Forza Horizon 4 in there, it sells more because people see a bunch of people playing it and they go out and buy it because they're not in Game Pass. Now, this is in 2018, yeah. and maybe there are fewer than 10 million, 10 million people with Game Pass. And uh, on top of that, it was, you know, the, the, there's Forza Horizon 4 is the one game or the one game series that does seem to sell a ton. And it was it was a month later, so they didn't have 12 months of data. They're saying 12 months later, a redacted percent goes down. So he, I don't think he ever really say every game goes up in sales when we put it in Game Pass. And why would he? Because you could, we all just know that's not true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it so, may, it may, yeah. Yeah. So, so when it like when he says that, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, but they've confirmed it. It, it. it makes a lot of sense. Now they have repeatedly said that people in game pass, when they get other games, they do spend, they do tend to spend more money elsewhere, but that's on like microtransactions and on games. Like it's the network effect. You're in game pass. You're playing with your friends. You're talking about right. games that are in game pass. And then when one friend that you play every night with who you guys always play a game pass to get game together, when they say, well, there's a new game out that I really want to play and I would like to keep playing with you, but we all have to spend $60 on it. Are you down? Well, you probably are because you always are playing games with them every single night. That network effect does tend to get you to spend more. So I still think that's probably the case, but no way does every game that is in game pass sell more. Of course it doesn't. Right. Um, hope they didn't spend that much time figuring this out. Yeah, right. They should, would not, right. That's not a surprise. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dead Island 2 is actually getting printed to discs right now, and they're going to release it a week early on April 21st. Uh, Dead Island 2, I think, was originally supposed to come out in 2015. I was just going to say, oh. like, that game has felt like it's been out 11 times already. Right. I think, I think the original sort of time frame was 2015, I think. Uh, that this is messed up. I can't believe it's actually real. Do you guys have any hopes for this game? I, I mean, I thought the trailer for that first one was interesting. Um, yeah, sure. That's what I yeah. remember too. I remember it back then too. You know, and was, that's uh, that's all I can think of. Dead Island Two. Yeah, it's uh, Dead Island Two has been made by the um, the Homeland, uh, the, the Homeland Two. Yeah, no, Techland. Homeland Security is making yeah this yeah. one's made by the team that made Homeland 2 and I can't remember the subtitle for that oh, was Christ yeah it was just called oh Christ yeah exactly yeah oh so I, I'm like I kind of need to see this and they've been making it for so long 
uh, you get like, is there, um, are you going to get it and be like, oh man, part of this game feels super old, sort of like that Duke Nukem of Forever effect. Um, oh, but, right. There's oh, more of a man. curiosity flowing through my veins a little bit where you're just like, oh, let's just uh, fire home front up this two. Thing. Thank you. Thank you, chat. Homefront 2 is what I'm thinking. I'm not home. Homefront, the revolution. Yes, there we go. I can't right. wait to hear the jokes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, well, it's going to either be a mess or maybe it'll surprise us. We have no we idea. We need this. We need it to happen. Yeah, we need uh, our nation needs to get past this so we can move on. I don't totally. know. Maybe we don't. It's closure. Maybe it's, that's what it is, folks. It's closure. Yes. yes. Okay. Sure. Sure. Close the loop. Uh, AEW Fight Forever has an ESRB rating now. This is significant because one of the stories going uh, coming out of the last year was one of the reasons we haven't heard about AEW Fight Forever's release date, even though they said they would release it by the end of 2022, is they are having issues getting a T for Teen rating. The ESRB, ESRB keeps coming back to them with an M rating, and they don't want that. So they do have a T for T rating now, and that means hopefully they can actually start the process of releasing this game once and for all. Uh, although that always seemed like a weird reason not to release the game. At yeah. a certain point, if you're an M rated wrestling game, oh, well, I think you're still going to sell to the audience you're going to sell to. But I suppose kids are an important, are an important like customer for a wrestling video game. Like as soon as I start thinking out loud, I don't know. Uh, but you guess are you hopeful that we get this game soon? Yeah, I'm hopeful. I I feel like um, AEW's kind of lost some steam after you know CM Punk dipping and everything. That releasing this in 2022 would have been hotter for the game yes. and and would have helped with sales. Now I feel like. AEW unfortunately is in a little bit of limbo, especially with WWE picking up uh, a lot of momentum. So I don't know. It's 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 a little bit difficult. Also, like, is WWE like is their game coming out soon? Yes, it's coming out now. Yes, now now if AEW Fight Forever comes out soon, it's going to be contending with uh, WWE 2K23 or 24 or whatever it is. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. I don't know. That's kind of that, that might be a bummer. And, yeah, and, it's going to take a lot of oxygen out of the room, I think, for Fight Forever. Yeah, especially if Fight Forever is still trying to go for a more arcade um feel versus whatever WWE is going to bring to the table this uh, this year. Um, mm, mm. I'm still well, excited. I'm, I'm still curious, that being said. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm like, I'm hopeful that it comes out and it's uh, surprisingly good, even if it's just going for that old N64 flavor. I think that could still be that could really stand out from what the WWE game is each year, which tries to be kind of like a sim. Um, all right. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is like a little Nintendo Direct portion of the show. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is going to be $70. In fact, it is $70 if you want to pre-order it right now. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? I'm at a point where, OK, whatever, I'll pay it. I know they, they can charge me that because they know I'll pay it. But how right. do you guys feel? It's just, it, no, it's just not surprising. Like, I, you know, like, I'm not saying it's uh, it's okay. It's just right. I. No, yeah. None of this is okay. No, it's yeah, never been okay. Not, it's not an endorsement. It's just like okay, yeah, oh uh, yeah, that's that's how it's gonna work. Like, yep. of course, you know. Uh, like, I, I guess maybe my, my um ability to get enraged by these things has uh, tapered off over time, especially when I'm like, ah, there's a giant chemical spill blowing right towards me because when they did that yeah. chemical burn off 100 miles away of course that was the one day wind was blowing right in my face so it's like oh cool now all, all that stuff's in lake Erie now i get to drink that that's the stuff i'm thinking about 
uh, whatever, I'll pay 10 extra bucks to play Zelda. That you're, you're right. It's not an endorsement. It's not like the stamp of, of approval, but they know they can get away with it. They will get away with it. And they're so yeah. they're going to do it. And it's just, I, I was in, in my mind, every time this would come up, like when is Nintendo going to go to $70? I would always say, you know, they're, they're looking at their next Zelda game and they're going to be like, really, that's worth less money on the store shelves than Returnal or Gotham Knights. That's weird. We don't think that. And, but it, it, even as I was saying that, I'm like, well, then they'll wait until the next console to raise the prices. But that entire time, I'm like, well, I was, I was using Zelda as an example, and that was going to be on this system. And here they are. Here They're going to go for it with this Zelda. So, yeah. And the, the, the Breath of the Wild sold 25 million copies. Uh, even if going for, going to 70 costs them to only sell, what, like 20 million copies instead, they're still going to pull so, that trigger. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah it's just, uh, it's not surprising. And you know what? Like, you tell me a better time to do this than. Yep. Or not a better time, but like from a better their position game to do it. Yeah, right. bigger yeah, game. Like, come on, you know, like this is what this is it. Yep. Um, they said that they are uh, not going to make every game seventy dollars. They'll decide on a game by game basis. Uh, but let me ask you guys: Metroid Prime Four, sixty or seventy? Seventy. Seventy. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, next, the next three D Mario game, sixty 70. or seventy. Seventy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, this not this year's Pokemon because that'll be DLC. But next year's Pokemon game. Oh, 140. <laughs> yep. $140. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. For, for both. both. Each color. Yeah. Each color. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, people, yep. So it's, uh, they said it's not going to become a trend. Uh, it's going to become a trend very, very quickly. By, the, by this time next year, we'll be like hearing most of the games that people talk about when they talk about Nintendo are going to be $70. Say, I mean, like, say a Luigi's Mansion 4 was coming out soon. 60 or 70. 70. 70. 70? After, after Zelda. After Zelda. Mm. It, it, it is it has sold 11 million copies 12 million copies or something like that it's yeah because that game, game fucking rules yeah Mansion. i think they would i think they would probably be like no yeah that's the kind of game that we want to set, tell people that also is 70 dollars. but like metroid dread 2 metroid dread was 60 dollars. correct that feels like a 60 but 65 we are <laughs> we are just like throwing such arbitrary like nonsense against the wall with like the justification for like why you There's know no ju- but that's the thing there yeah. is no justification yeah, yeah. They, totally they don't I mean, have look, to justify it to you they can say take it or leave it exactly i mean it's the same uh, methodology of like yo uh a super mario odyssey is still a 60 dollars game five years after it came out like, right well, you know, so this is yeah. This is people are be like, uh, the so apparently, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is 18 gigabytes, and that means it wouldn't fit on a 16 gigabyte uh, Nintendo Switch card, which are the ones that are like that. That most game, most big games use those. Nothing, very few of them use the 32 gigabyte because it's significantly more expensive to print those. Uh, so it's like, oh, this will be on a 32 gigabyte cartridge. That's why it has to cost more. No. It has nothing to oh, do with it. Why? It's because they can get away with it. Yeah, what the it's fuck? not like, it's not because their costs are more. It has nothing crazy? to do with it. Yep. And just and don't just Don't work yourself into a shoot about this. They are just charging you more because they can. Yep. Man, um grow up. Grow up. Uh, a few other Nintendo Direct tidbits. Pikmin 4 got its release date, July 21st. I'm very excited. Oh, 60 or 70. 60 or 70. I, I think they confirmed that one sixty. So there we go. I think Zelda will be like the one seventy this year. But when we start getting the stuff, that is actually after, surprising. Yeah, but I think they're like happy to just let Zelda stand on its own for now. Um, Samba de Amigo Party Central is coming this summer. It's a, a Samba de Amigo game where you shake the maracas. A word I completely one hundred percent remember every time I need to need to remember it. 
Uh, it's but you play with the the Joy Cons, uh, so yeah, that's that's fun, but it's not as fun as Maracas. Uh, Ghost Trick is getting a port from the DS to the Switch. It's coming this summer as well. Splatoon Three is getting two waves as part of its expansion pack. Wave One is Inkopolis this spring. Wave Two is called Side Order. It's a single player expansion and it's coming at some point later in the future. Um, Advance Wars One Plus Two Reboot Camp got a new release date. It finally exists again. April 21st, it'll be here in no time. And then a Botan Kaidos 1 and 2 HD remaster coming summer. And then there's the new Professor Layton game, Professor Layton and the New World, uh, New World of Steam, excuse me. And that's uh, just coming at some point. They didn't give it a date. I, yeah. I thought that was a pretty good direct. Oh, great direct. I don't know what else people wanted. Um, you, you ran a poll on Game S Morning's Grub and surprised people gave it a B. And I'm like, that was an A for me, dog. People, people are pretty, pretty tough graders with directs. They need um, the big surprises. And, I, you know, if you're not, a, I, I don't really get being a Nintendo fan, not being a GameCube person, but they exist. If you're not a GameCube person and Metroid Prime doesn't like super excite you, I can kind of see not being, not being like, oh, I wish there was just one more thing for me. He's a bad grade, though. Like, ah, you know, <laughs> you get like a trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. You get the Game Boy. You get the GBA. You get Metroid Prime dropped on the same day. I'd be like, yo, that's a lot of stuff. Thanks, man. Cool. I don't territory, know what I territory. Uh, I'm troubled for sure, but I think B is okay. Well, what did A come in at? Oh, it was like uh, just under, right? Second. I think it was, yeah, I think it, I think it was okay. the second most popular answer. I think, okay. yes, yeah. So, it, it, I mean, it was, it, it was, it's a well-regarded direct. I think. I think some people just needed one more thing for them. So, mm. I get it. Uh, moving on, uh, there are reasons to hope that Pokemon can be transferred to Pokemon Stadium. Now, Jen, do you remember this when Pokemon Stadium got announced as part of being Nintendo, being part of Nintendo Switch Online? Yes, the N64 app. There was a little warning at the bottom said there's no way to transfer Pokemon to this game to play with your own Pokemon. They they have shown that trailer again and they've dropped that warning. Now, do you think that's just the lawyer slipping or do you think that now that Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance are part of Nintendo Switch Online, they are looking toward a future where you can play the games there and transfer those Pokemon into Pokemon Stadium? Short answer, I just don't care anymore, Grub. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't care. I could see I could see your soul sort of just slipping away. Slowly as I was asking the question. Body. Ash yeah. is done with Pokemon. I'm done with Pokemon. Wow. wow. Is he done? Is that what the last episode's about? He's just like, I hate these fucking things. No, he he reached his pinnacle. He reached his apex right. mountain. And I'm like, I'm done now, dog. I'm gonna hang in, hang hang the balls and dip. That's what balls and dip. I mean, like, it. I know that there are people that meticulously transfer their their pokemon from game to game to game and people have had pokemon since like the since like the game boy and have did the daisy chain of uh transferring pokemon all the way to like the newest gen so i know that it means a lot for them so i hope that this means that maybe there are systems in place to move pokemon around that being said i still don't care yeah, the, what makes me think that this is real is that it, it sounds like it would just work between the systems uh, on the Nintendo Switch Online, and that means people wouldn't be able to bring in their Pokemon from other things or Pokemon Home, and there would be, like, no communication there. I'm like, that sounds just broke-ass enough to be a solution <laughs> that Game Freak and Nintendo come up with. So I kind of, I'm like, yeah, I like the sound of that. That sounds like something they would do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as of today, no mainline sort of Pokemon game like that 
has been announced for Nintendo Switch Online. It's still just a Pokemon the trading card game. It's coming at some point in the future. So if this happens, it's not going to happen for a while. Yeah. I can't believe I'm still paying $15 a year for Pokemon Home. I can't I can't believe I bet, I'm doing I bet, it. I bet I bet Nintendo and Game Freak can totally believe that you're doing that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they know mm, never mind. Never mind. There could be a state of play soon. On uh Game This Morning, someone named Jeff Grubbs said a state of play is coming soon, possibly by the guy. end of this month. And then Sony is uh planning to have and planning to I mean things could change, but right now the plan is to have a bigger PlayStation showcase but before June, before the typical E3 time. I like repeat because people start saying, oh, there's gonna be another bigger state of play later. It's not a state of play. The showcase is different. They treat them differently and they they like they are equivalent to their E3 shows. It's a PlayStation showcase should happen by June. So, uh, yeah, a couple big shows I would expect here. But that first state of play would likely be uh, significantly smaller uh, and, you know, might disappoint people. It's a state of play. That's what kind of what happens a lot of times. But we should get one of those here. I think a little bit after the PSVR launches. That makes sense to me. They can get past the PSVR. Do a state of play, remind people about the PSVR, and then talk about what's coming for the rest of this year. Uh, that is not going to be in that showcase. Uh, just maybe a couple, of, maybe one of the um, live service games they've been working on, a handful of other stuff, stuff that they're part, mostly probably stuff that their partners are working on, and then they can brace for the sh- showcase probably in May, you know, but around that time. Okay. I just, um. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I just don't know what they're going to talk about, but other than PSVR two. Yeah, I, I think that uh, uh, people have PS, PS5 Pro. No, thanks. Uh, no, I don't think we're talking about don't that. put that juju in the world, man. Yeah, what, yeah. Are, you doing? what are you doing? Bring yeah. out Talk the Power of Juju. That's the juju I want. <laughs> yes, that's the juju we need. Uh, I, I, what are they going to talk about? Yeah, I, right. I think maybe it's the time for The Last of Us Factions. Like, uh, give oh. us a full breakdown of that. Coming off the, the show should be ending, right? Its first season should be over here pretty soon. Uh, and so it's like, okay, well, those people that um, since the show started have gone back and gotten the last of us and then got the last of us part two. Maybe you played it. Maybe you're replaying it. Maybe actually a game like that isn't your kind of thing, but you want to experience time in that world. Well, here's what you could do in the last of us factions. And, and we're going to explain that. And then they're going to try to launch that game. And my guess that game's going to be uh, kind of a mess because it's the first live service game out of naughty dog, but you know, we'll see. Twisted we'll see. metal is, is that show coming out soon or yes, it is Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, really? Will Arnett, yeah, Samoa uh, well, Joe, Samoa Joe, yeah. So that's, I mean, they're filming that. It's it's launching by the end of this year. So yeah, maybe they talk about that. That seems like the kind of thing that would be in the state of play, and then massive things that we have no idea about, and then updates on Spider Man Two. That's the stuff you put in a showcase. Sure. So. Hey, Mark Cree, I'm calling it. Oh, say it, say it again, Mark Cree. Be my yes. crow daddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> We should just slip that into the GameCube UPF and be like, this yeah. is an honorary GameCube game. <laughs> it really is. Truly. It really is. Don't mind these squares and X's and circles. Mad. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, next Call of Duty might be a full release after all. Activision previously said, or maybe implied to investors, that they would be skipping 2023 in terms of releasing a full brand new Call of Duty and instead would have a premium release is how they would frame it. And the, the thinking there was like, this would be premium DLC for Modern Warfare 2. That's shifted. It sounds like this is going to be a full release again, led by Sledgehammer. We'll even have a campaign. How excited are you, Jeff Bacalar? Oh, just I am uh, underwhelmed in the biggest possible way. Uh, not even whelmed, just underwhelmed. 
by the prospect of another one of these. It's uh, supposed we, to be if it's supposed to be DLC, that means it's going to be Modern Warfare related. So it's going to be like Modern Warfare 2 and then another Modern Warfare game of sorts. Th- that sound that seems weird. They're getting more modern. It it does sound it does seem very weird. I think I mean, does this build off the 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 thing you were talking about at the top where like expectations were still not being met? I I I mean I think somewhere along the line, they realize we can't skip a year. It's Call of Duty, and Call of Duty's got a ship. So, no, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I if I'm taking the temperature of, of the vibe out there, people, you know, I, I think that obviously this, this last one had legs that took it further along than Vanguard. I mean, come on. That was just like the equivalent of putting your name on the test. But, yeah, uh, like... There's the bounce off rate comes for us all, you know, like, and I, I just don't think, I, I think too many uh, contributing factors uh, that were atypical of a real, of a release that led to that original modern warfare's just catastrophic takeover are not being met again with these. Yeah. Warzone two is know? really, really not pleasing most fans. It's just, it's like, it's worse. Everyone's got such a hot take on it. Everyone's got very uh specific formulated opinions like it's just not it's not a crowd uh, a, ger- a general crowd right pleaser. so it's like is this a chance for them to relaunch that along with this other stuff and kind of reset the, everything with modern warfare wa- modern warfare 2 which still has a lot of the elements that made modern warfare work but is missing some key stuff and like maybe try again so it's a chance for them to just try that exact thing again we'll yeah see. perhaps but like, there's got to be a certain amount of times before you're just like, all right, well, now maybe we just start from scratch again. Yeah, it's just so fraught because, uh, yeah, like um, Dr. Randall says, didn't everyone like the last one? I think people generally like Modern Warfare 2's. That's not good tra- enough. <laughs> traditional, exactly. Yeah, they like the traditional multiplayer. They were fine with the campaign. It's a good game. It sold very well, and yeah, that is solid. not it's, good enough anymore. Yeah, like, they have like, put themselves in a corner with Call of Duty that is impossible. Yes, impossible expectations, impossible metrics of, for growth, and also you can deliver uh, what is pretty much widely regarded as like a a good release, and it's just not enough. Yep, it's they've min-maxed themselves into a uh, situation where. All right, uh, Ben Hansen. Uh, they, yeah, Ben Hansen has done this. I'm not saying he's guilty of everything. Uh, Blood on his hands. Everyone knows it. They have Call of Duty, and that's it. And they don't. They used to have stuff like, oh, we have Guitar Hero as well. We have Skylanders. They don't have any of that shit anymore. The people that used to make those things are all working on Call of Duty now because they, when while while they had a chance to chase other opportunities, that is no longer a possibility. Opportunity cost. Opportunity cost demands everybody available working on some form of Call of Duty, and now they have nobody and nothing else to to fall back on. And so that's why they need Microsoft to buy them because they have no idea what to do next. Yep. It's just a mess over there. Uh, speaking of which, at the same time, Activision is abandoning work from home policies. I got someone who's I got tipped off on this yesterday. There's some stories about it today. They basically they're like, hey, we, we need everyone back in the office collaborating again. And most people are pretty upset about this. Um, yeah, they, they were under the impression that this would not happen. And uh, so a lot of people have moved away. A lot of people sold their vehicles. A lot of people have built their life around working from home. And, you know, there's, there's no um, sort of hard evidence given to people about why this is better other than 
the imaginations of executives saying, I imagine you collaborating better when you're in office together. Therefore, you should do that because that's what my what I, when I pretend in my head, that's what it looks like. And that's not enough for most people, but they're not the ones calling the shots. So Activision's doing this and it's pushing a lot of employees away. It's unfortunate. I, yeah, I can't say anything else other than that sucks. Yep. And then uh, when you say that it's Activision, it's like, oh, I get it. Yep. Yep. So it's, yeah, go ahead. No, I I, I guess like, you know, it's not a position that like every corporation can slot, slot into and have like a, like a, like an overarching take on, right. Where basically what I'm saying is like, not every company can just say, oh, you have to get back to work. You have to come in. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us better, right? So it's like, all right, well, what are you basing that on? Also, what I don't understand is like, to me, the overhead that you uh, are able to sort of skirt around by not, you know, housing people for eight hours a day, right? Like, is that not attractive? Like, what is the thing? Is it literally just as you put it as this sort of like fantasy uh, corporate uh, sort of like perspective where it's like, you got, you got to, if you're not face to face, you can't get anything done. You can right? crunch like, in person. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't I, get it. I think that, yeah, I think it's mostly uh, ima- the imagination, the overactive imaginations of executives. The only place they have imagination and creativity is ways we can get people to work in more oppressive ways. It's yeah, it's it, weird. It's not like any of these CEOs or like C level people are like actively going into the whatever office environment themselves, right? At Activision, it's like it's how often was Bobby headed to the office? I mean, if he was, it's because he's some weirdo who didn't want to be at home or something. Like, so it's yeah. I mean, it, the potential for collaboration might exist more spontaneously when people are working together. But also, like people can have that spontaneous sort of bonding with the people in their lives, and you're so you're you're replacing one with the other. Like you're making choice that choice for people when you're saying you got to be in the office. And it's like, I mean, do, do we know that it, it, it's worth that cost? You're, you're you're telling people it's worth that cost to you. You're not giving them the chance to make that decision themselves. And it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to keep looking around and yeah. say, I know we're getting a lot of layoffs in the video game industry, but people, the one thing all these companies still need is content. And even companies like take two, when they when they talk about laying people off, they're not usually talking about developers that are making the games. So it's like, there's still choices. There's still places I can go out there that will give me this option. Bungie fully remote, just fully remote. You can work from anywhere and okay, that's one of the biggest developers in the world. Uh, they're not changing, and they're putting out a game that continues to be the talk of the town all the time. So uh, what are we really doing here? And you, you, know, you couldn't even handle Bungie Activision. So, yeah, we'll, we'll it's, see. It's, it's just like, just, just give people a choice. That's it. They want to yeah. go in, great. Let them go in. Just give yep. people a choice. And don't pull the, you know, the rug out from underneath them. If you set it up in one way, you can't force them back the other way and say that, take it or leave it. You, you got to be like, okay, well, we are going to make the, we are going to open the office and maybe we'll give you incentives to come in. But if you still choose to work from home, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Or, or yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Especially because Microsoft's eventually probably still going to be able to acquire this company and change things no matter what. So we'll see if this is even a policy that lasts. Okay. Uh, that does it for the news, Jan. I would like to hand the show back over to you. And thank you, boys, for talking with me about the news today. I appreciate it. Of course. That. I love talking about the news only with you two. Thank I you. Just want, I just want to let that be known. Uh, I'm going to take this, this show, I'm going to take this podcast and 
and cool it down. I'm going to dip it in some water, and then we're going to shake it off, towel it dry, and then we'll be back to answer your emails. See you in a bit. Email. Email. Yo, I don't always have time to stop by the grocery store. They got long lines, and sometimes I, I just buy too much. Thanks to HelloFresh, though, I can skip the line at the grocery store and cook meals that make sure I eat well and save money. I can cook a restaurant-quality meal right in my own kitchen, y'all. Forget takeout. Forget delivery. Yo, I made a Southwest Cavatappi in no time, and it tasted dope. I didn't even know what a Cavatappi was, but now I do, and I now know how easy and fast it is to cook with HelloFresh, y'all. Everything is all measured out. It couldn't be more simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BombCast65 and use code BombCast65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash BombCast65 and use code BombCast65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of little little side talk that gets lost in in between the breaks during here in the giant bombcast, um, and it's it's just nothing but magical content, magical content that you can inspire by sending an email to bombcastgiantbomb.com. That's right, folks. It's time to emails. Wait, emails. 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 You can send them to bombcast, giantbomb.com. Send your hot emails. You can talk about video games. Talk about and send virtually any and everything. Whatever quandaries you have, we will entertain them. We will talk about them. Yeah, just, just upload a CD. Just, just burn that CD, download the CD, and send it to us here. First mm. email comes from Mace from uh, Tacoma, Washington. Hey all, I am absolutely enamored with Hi-Fi Rush, due in no small part to its excellent soundtrack and its prominent featuring of songs by my favorite bands of all, band of all time, Nine Inch Nails. What are some songs you'd like to see in a potential sequel or DLC? Keeping with Nine Inch Nails, I would like to see The Hand That Feeds or Less Than Featured, as well as songs by bands like Queens of the Stone Age, Idols, and Turnstile. Much love, Mace from Tacoma. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Yeah, that was a, it's a good soundtrack. I uh, I think that the, some of the deep cuts were pretty good. I think the uh, perfect drug at the end was the highlight for me. Um, in terms of what I want to hear, I think uh, there's a lot of stuff that's like, oh, it's I would like to hear um, Kenna from when I was in school, but no one knows that. So I'll just say, do like one with like just all of the pop music from the '90s, Britney Spears, Ooh. NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. I think. Uh, Going that big would be really fun, and I think that's the right era. We don't need to go before that with um you know, the the gigantic pop stars like Michael Jackson. Just give me give me Britney Spears. I think that'd be really good. 
Give me, give uh, me more. Give me. I mean, more. Brit- I'm never gonna say no to Britney Spears. I think uh, you do oh, an, enti- an entire uh, rusted root version of this game <laughs> would be uh, amazing. Uh, I just need that to happen. No, I'm kidding. What I'm not kidding about is do a fucking Motown hi-fi rush. Mm, that'd yeah, be cool. Think of just think about a Motown hi-fi rush. Okay, the the. Time signatures, all that would work so goddamn well. Okay, it would be. God, I can't like I get I get chills just thinking about it. I, uh, God knows I would, how much it costs to license out a lot of those classics from that era, but it's not. We're not showing our age right now. Anyone can appreciate Motown. It doesn't <laughs> matter how old you are. Get out of here. I can't uh, tell you my my shame that just happened when you said Motown. The song that popped in my head is that Billy Joel doo wop song. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh, the widest moment of my life. Maybe. I'm yeah. sorry, everybody. I like to apologize. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Grub. It's okay. Nobody's perfect. It's fine. Uh, we do not need a Billy Joel version of no, we don't. Hi-Fi we don't, Rush. We don't, we don't, we don't. I would fucking play that, too. I mean, I would, I would, but we don't need it, okay? We don't need it. Ska, hey. Hi-Fi Rush. Let's let's go. Let's do it. Is Did the song Georgie Porgy, is that a, originally a Toto joint? I don't know it. Never mind. List of Toto songs. Um, I Tribe is the only one that comes up. Yeah, Georgie Porgy is a Toto song. Is interesting. It? Interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah. I need you. more hip hop in video games, man. Give me, give me some Outcast in there. Uh, imagine trying to keep up with a beat to something like Bombs Over Baghdad. Oh, yeah. And then it's impossible. Oh, my God. The boss battle that could happen with that game with that song. Whew, whew. Take the Def Jam Van- Vendetta soundtrack and just apply it to this. Yes. Hey, that'd be that'd be pretty good. That's another game we could play on GameCube Day. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, an 80s synth version of it. That'd be all right. Mm hmm. Okay, okay. Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock Rush. Give me that. Yes. Oh, just Hall and Oates Hi Fi Rush. Hall and Oates, Michael McDonald, Steely Let's Dan. Go. Let's oh, do shit. it. Uh, give me nothing but um, the early 2000s YouTube era of people beatboxing. There you go. And then people pretending Pinnacle like the they internet. can beatbox. Give me I've... Pitch Perfect 1, the Cup Song. Bring back the Cup Song. Oh, Cups is awesome. I fucking love I dude, that is my guilty pleasure is pitch perfect. Not even guilty. Proud pleasure. It's okay. a proud pleasure. There we go. Hey. I Would love you guys it. be okay if these songs like uh, Elite Beat Agents was all covers? But they yeah. were really, really, really good covers. They were. So would you guys be okay with, with getting your favorite songs if they were really good covers? Totally. No. Oh. <laughs> I would be fine, but I'm not. Surprised. D- There's some purists out there who would be no, like back a lot. Yeah, I, I, it bothers me. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. But, I, but you're, you know, I'll say this: Elite Beat Agents was so perfectly spot on, where it's almost like it seems like an infringement as it is. Like what? Like Mike, how- uh, Mike says the uh, Jumpy Jack Flash in that game is better than the Rolling Stone version. Okay, well, look, he is like oh for a thousand with takes what's, about music. What's and the cartoons. Chicago song? Oh God, yeah, you're my inspiration. Yo, yo the the, yeah, the, the like Elite Beat Agents version of life. life. You're the inspiration. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, it's the best. Also, can I just say too? We, I haven't talked too much about Hi-Fi Rush, dude. My kid is playing through the whole thing by himself. He yes, oh, yeah. he is loving it. He yep. is just like the 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 
cutscenes. Like he's also learning. It's it's probably the most sophisticated uh, game. I'm talking outside of the rhythm stuff because he he's doing the rhythm stuff. But it that's the best part of this game. Is like you don't need to do that. You can still play mm-hmm. it and and progress. But he's like buying you know upgrades and he's understanding those mechanics. He's understanding like that. This game. I, what a surprise! What a surprise blast he's having with it. That's awesome. So sick. So sick. Uh, next email, I believe, was a, a thing that popped up on the voicemail dump truck. Seven hundred seven. Yeah, I can speak to this. Oh, oh, okay. Were you not on this one? No, I think I think I was on this oh, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the roadkill. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, this comes from Cody from York, Maine. Dear bomb crew, I like to think of myself as someone who would not eat roadkill, but unfortunately, I can't say that I never have. Back when I was in high school, we were sitting in English class when one of my classmates came in with a big bowl of deer jerky he made. He then offers a piece to anyone who wanted to try it, till most of the class, including my teacher, was eating a piece. It was while everyone was enjoying the jerky that another classmate asks if he had shot the deer himself, and he replies, and his reply was, no, I was just driving home from school one day and seen it sitting on the side of the road, so I just threw it in the back of my truck. Thanks for your consistent, uplifting entertainment, Cody from York, Maine. Yo, you don't just pick up a deer and throw it in the back of your... A deer's like 600 pounds, 700 pounds. What are we no, talking well, about? There are, there are definitely smaller, smaller well, deer. You, like, and you ran over Bambi, okay? Oh, well, yeah. Like, yeah. What, what are we... Oh, that's fucked. I mean, look. I don't know. I just, I just, like, I feel like once a, a, an animal has been, like... <laughs> killed by a car it's it's sort of like tainted like its soul no, it is depends tainted. what kind of car it was though you know if it oh you mean like if it was a porsche it's like it's up in value in value it's like more no, i feel like it's it's sad if it's a porsche if it's a good old truck then it's like, like oh, a, okay if it got hit by like a f-150 then like hey this is uh you know this is blessed right like <laughs> i'm just saying it's crazy to me there's that like as soon as tire marks are on a freaking like animal like that's it it's over yeah but if it's like what if it's just the imprint of a grill on the front of like a like a subaru <laughs> if that's on the side of the side of the deer i think i'll eat that no, i'm just i'd I, eat I, around I, that <laughs> okay uh, people in chat are saying i dude i grew up in new jersey i all i do is see deer i moose. live in new jersey okay, all i do moose. is see deer a female moose weighs between 440 and 1,100 pounds. So I think okay. deer are smaller than that. So have you, or have you been seeing moose this entire time? Moose you mean meese? Moose My meese. Have uh, you been seeing meese this entire time? Yeah. How heavy is a deer? It's like 140. Yeah. Word, really? No, really? That's all they weigh? I mean, I, I think if you think of like a giant reindeer, they can look heavy. I know what you mean, but yeah. They're big. I weigh 180 pounds. A deer <laughs> looks way bigger than me, man. It's because they got tiny legs, you know? How much does that Yeah, the, the legs are nothing. Away. They're just like chopsticks. Uh, I, I don't know. There's a family that lives like in my Jesus little area, Christ. and I know the family because I know the mark on the mom's ass. Sure. Why do I say everything out loud? I don't yeah, know you know the mark on the mom's ass. Yeah, But I just yeah, know, know the deer. Call the wild, baby. Mark a cree, yeah. mark on the mom's ass. Like, I just know that it's got, like, a little mark, and I'm like, oh, there she is, and she's always got a couple. I'm also a mark for it, too, baby. (laughs) Tell tell me what that mark do, mama. Yeah. So, And I'm looking at her a lot, and I, like, see, and I'm just like, 
you know, like they will straight up walk along my like backyard patio. Like they will just be like, what's up? You know, like, and you see these things, you see them breathing and they just do not look 160 pounds. I, I guess I'm wrong. You can't argue with like all these deer pervs that know better than me, but goddamn. Well, I'd stay Even so, oh, you're picking up 160 pound deer? There's something you're probably using a, 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 a lever the leg pulley system. Yeah. Yeah. What I is, could, well, I could lift up. I could. For to like get it up in the bed of a truck, I could live. I could lift 160. It would be difficult. You'd have to pull the back awkward. thing, and you'd be like, uh, you just sort yeah, of drag yeah. it up on. You'd, you'd get like it wrap it in a blanket and like yeah, drag it up <laughs> you'd, there. You'd, yeah. you'd, you use your knee to shimmy it a little bit. Yeah, you know? I'm trying to like find like heavy, heavy animals. A Clydesdale is two thousand pounds. Clydesdale horse. Clydesdale. It's a Clydesdale. So you know the horse from the Budweiser commercials. What's a horse? They're like very prestigious looking horses. Yeah, they look like they have like. Uh, they're like, like horses robes. if horses were tanks. Oh, this is big horse. Got it. Yes. All big right. scary big horse. horse. Oh, he, horses he looks are, like he has Honestly, shoes. that's terrifying. They weigh they as are, much as a car. That's dude, horse they scary, are, Have you... Uh, John, uh, I'm forever terrified of horses after watching John, one of the John Wick movies where John Wick uses a horse to murder a man. Dude, horses kill people by accident all the time. They, they, they get trampled. Is it on accident? Is it on accident? I don't think we can prove it's on accident. Uh, do you know that the, the way horses evolved, that their legs are actually basically just the evolution of their fingers? And so there's these Stop giant... Talking. Actually say true. less. It's, Actually it's say true. less. It's true. They're, they're basically, so they're just these giant bodies walking around on elongated, thick fingers. I hate uh, it. Right. Don't, isn't it also like a horse hoof, basically just the nail? Like they're just walking Next on their nails? Email comes yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're like, Andre from how do the wild Sweden. horses even work? And I guess the answer is they Wait, before you get to the next one, I want to also defend my, my uh, very off deer weight uh, perception situation. I feel like we're going to get a chance to, do, to talk about it next week with all the emails too, but go ahead. Like I said, I grew up, no one has seen more deer than anyone from New Jersey. They, they literally, like, it's us and them. That's all it is. There's <laughs> nothing but deer in New Jersey. So a lot of friends growing up, I've been in car accidents hitting deer. I've been, it's, right? When you hit one, it's very sad for sure. But, like, the car gets fucked up, not the all deer. Right. The deer's like, ow, uh, bye. Uh, and it just, so hopefully it just walks away. That thing is built like a tank though. That's why my, my perception was so off. I was like, oh, they must be 500 pounds because look what they do to cars. They fuck cars up. They are big, big, scary animals. Anyway, I'm asking Dan Reichert how much he thinks a deer weighs. Oh dude, you're at, here's what, man, he he's can by pop himself. in at any point he, now. He's by himself. He's going to search it. He's going to like, ah, I gotta be about not the door to it. Come on. Oh, you, well, really? I'm oh, do way. Don't Google it. We we got to go to a zoo one day and just like point out animals and just uh, just guesstimate how much they weigh. <laughs> it's yeah. 500. That bad of a guess. I, listen, I was kind of uh, right there with you because I'm like, I know they're like, there's some big boys out there. Now I know there are ones that are smaller, but I don't know. I, I'm bad at that sort of thing. Yeah, it's tough. I'm I mean, good I've at guessing never, people's weight, but I've not never held deer. a deer, so I I would have said two hundo. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Next. Next email. Send. Send your deer fact factoids and meese factoids and and deer experiences. <laughs> I was thinking about a lucha deer. My bad. I'm sorry. Those are <laughs> the, the mask alone is 300 pounds. Right. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Next email comes from on Andreas from Sweden. Hi, Bombcast. 
Well, th- thank you for writing this while, uh, and thinking of us. While pooping, I was suddenly assailed by a series of questions coming to mind, which I hope that you all, as experts, can shed some light on. Is having a shaved head a hairstyle? What about just being bald? Partially bald and shaving the remaining hair off. If you shave any part of your body, except the palms of your hands and soles of your feet, which are the only skin on the body with no no hair, fun fact, and then let it grow back, at what point does it stop being shaved and start being stubble? What about if you shave some peach fuzz that doesn't get real stubbly? With love, Andreas from Sweden. What the... What? What? what, what? what? I think I'm an expert on this. Um, <laughs> what is this? I, okay, if you have any hair growing off your head and you have to do something with it to maintain anything... I think that counts as a hairstyle. Of course. I think, yeah. I think, I think Jeff Bacalar has a hairstyle. Yeah. Like my hair, it's so shitty and it's like, it's so pathetic. The top of my head right now, we're like a couple hundred strains of hair. Just like, I can do it. I can do it. I'm just like, <laughs> shut up, shut up. You stupid, pathetic hair. Uh, I have, but like, you know, aside from the top dome, the hair around the side is growing as if I'm 18 years old. It like mm-hmm. grows and grows. If I let it out, it would be horrific. I could really do Carl from Aqua Team, like straight <laughs> up. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys have both amazing heads of hair, but yeah, ball, like you have to, you have to take care of it. If I don't shave my head for like two weeks, my wife is like, I don't want to look at you. <laughs> she's like it's time she goes i don't want to look at you and then and, i gotta uh, shave it and about like three four months this thing's gonna be a real mess up there when if i don't get it cleaned up at all it's gonna be uh it's gonna be the jeffro it's gonna be awkward oh it's gonna be i awkward can't for wait everybody. i cannot wait yep um so shouts out to Bar- shouts out to barbara jan for not pointing out uh something that i found immediately after my haircut is that yeah. i just have a cropping of white hairs just coming in on the side here and it's oh, freaking cool. me out. My mortality that's is catching stress, up with baby. me. That's baby. That's the stress. Is it, just, is it just like a concentrated location or it's, is it just peppered? It's like lightly peppered here, yeah, but it's nice. only on the sides of my hair. It's not on top. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's like poly walnuts. That's nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't understand that reference, but I'm just it's a Sopranos. It's thing, sopranos. Yeah. Should I get into the Sopranos? Yeah. I mean, you're 30. You're supposed to. I feel like, yeah, right. Like all, and you get your, then you get your DVD box set. They just send them out to you. Oh, like the, okay. Yeah, like all the come with youngest your COVID tests. You're you're like a millennial. You're like the youngest millennial, right? I think Lucy's the youngest millennial. Okay. Well, like, yeah. You like there's a you know we talked about this, but like there's this renaissance of people discovering Sopranos for the first time who are in their 30s, 20s, and 30s. So like, mm. go for it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, next email comes from Jorgen from Norway. Hello, friends. Why do you say Wario like World Wario 2? He is the opposite of Mario. You take the Whoa. M, turn it upside down, so oh, it's here we go. Wario. Ma- Mary, Mary, Mario. Mario, Wario. You don't say Mario or Whoa, Wario. Luigi. Your insight on this Mario. issue is appreciated. Best regards, Jorgen from Norway. All right, I'm just gonna. Mario. I'm, I'm, Mario. I'm just gonna bring up something that I saw in the Twitch chat. I'm not gonna name the the specific chatter, but they had specifically put the three worst people for pronunciation. Um, <laughs> and listen, folks, as someone that occasionally purposely messes up 
uh, pronunciation and puts the wrong emphasis on words and syllables, uh, I can't help you here. Yeah, yeah like, just like, deal with it. Do you know who hosts this show? Exactly. You know, I have a plethora of things to say right now. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wrote, wrote it down in my clipboard. Mm, it's all great. Yep. Exactly. And then you got Jeff Grubb here. You got Bacalar. It's It's going to be... We're going to redefine the English language starting on the bottom. What did you expect? You know? Mario. 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 Wario. Is that not how I'm supposed to say it? How about Wario? I say Wario. Yeah. Wario. 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 Mario. If they wanted it to be Wario, W A R E I O. Should we be calling War War? Let's go to war. <laughs> war, what is it good for? I mean, in that context, sure. War, right? Oh, boy. This Look, is, uh, all this these fuckers have terrible names that are unpronounceable. So, like, what do you want? You know? Listen, it's unfair of us to judge, Jeff. Uh, we have the most pronounceable name. And Look, we get paid to judge. That's what we do. Our jobs are judging. It's Jeff. It's like a, it's a, it's like a grunt, almost. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. Uh, I can't yeah. tell you the number of times I've had to tell someone and look them dead in their face like, no, it's not Jan, it's just Jan. It's like oh, Dan with a J. 50 I, times be, okay, when I worked at Burger King with all my Mexican buds, it was Hef the entire time. I never well, you know, Hefe, you know, that's... Yeah, that's, yeah I never, never corrected my... Hefe yeah, means boss, right? It's a term of yeah, endearment. Yeah, but it wasn't Hefe, it was just Hef. Hef. So, but I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, shout out. I'm like, listen, I'm fine with this. I can't pronounce your names either. All right, we're good. The interesting thing that I've run into is whenever I'll just go like, yo, I'm just going to go by Jerome today. I'll have some people read it as Jeremy. And oh, it's just, it they're, just, they're it just, just hurts stupid. me inside. Those people are stupid. <laughs> I'm like, have you uh, never do- seen Jerome? I, for what it's worth, I love, I think the name Jerome is great. I love yeah, that name. It's good. Powerful. I really do. I, I hate my name, uh, to be clear. There's I have no a, opinion on my name. It's whatever. Yeah. There's a Lizzo song where she, the hook is like, I think it's like, F you, Jerome, take your ass back home. And then I was sitting there at that concert, just having a whole stadium telling me to go home. And I never felt more attacked than I, I did in that moment. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Uh, let's read one more email. One more email. I don't know why my okay. voice went up for that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, this, let's do it. <laughs> this one comes from Tim D from Ontario, Canada. I was going to say that weird. Uh, hi, Bombcast crew. During the pandemic, I taught myself how to play chess with the Learn Chess with Dr. Wolf app. I was wondering if the bomb crew knew of a game or app that does a great job teaching poker. Thanks. Longtime listener to the show, Heart Emoji, Tim D from Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm trying, like, what is that, that uh, poker night at the inventory or whatever I, that's, it's called? Yeah. I was going to say teach that. doesn't it very well, right, though? No. Like, it's okay, I suppose, but you're... You're not going to be able to take any skills from that and go apply it to the real world. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, there you go. Just go play it there. I, Because what you, like with chess, you're probably learning the strategies. And yeah. uh, I don't, I'm sure there actually are poker apps out there that teach that. I bet they also charge you a monthly fee because uh, becoming like uh, game theory optimized. GTO poker is like a big thing these days. And so I bet that's like a whole a cottage industry around that. So 
I bet they exist, but I bet they're also a, like a premium cost. If you want to, really the best way to learn is go onto one of those apps that are free on the phone where you just play for, for uh, fake money and just go start playing and see what works, what doesn't. Again, that stuff won't apply perfectly, but it's a little bit better than uh, playing against AI. Did you, were you guys like, uh, did you get sucked up in yeah, the whole thing craze? Absolutely. In Chris the what Moneymaker. Phrase? You were probably too young, Jan. Oh. In the year 2000, what was it, 2004, 2006? Uh, uh, sure. On, on ESPN, the World Series of Poker blew up. 2003. Thank you, Marino. Oh. Um, and it was uh, televised on ESPN. They showed the World Series of Poker, and it was like several days of um, uh, of airing. Like, oh, like, oh, there's like 900 people, and we're going to go down to one, and whoever wins gets like six million dollars or whatever it was. And uh, it was it just became super super popular, and then everyone was playing well, Texas, you know, No Limit Texas Hold'em poker, and that's when it really became really big. And Chris Moneymaker won. He was accountant from wherever, and it changed his life and all this stuff. And then yeah, it was a it was a fun time. It has definitely yeah. lost its luster since then, especially because that GTO stuff has taken a lot of the fun out of it. Oh, why well, they did like it's just Moneyball, or what do you mean? Yeah, they they Moneyball. They absolutely. But yes. Isn't that they, always what it was? Like the best players just knew all the percentages. Um, there were there was a, a much better mixture. Uh, yes, you should still know all the percentages, but yeah, but also you read people. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, but the, there was a better mix of people who are like playing their gut, and a lot of people who had like other systems. Now there is the one system where, in every circumstance where you have this hand at this point, you do one thing. You have to do this one thing, and if you always play that way, you have like a fifty-five percent. Yeah. You have a five fifty-five percent chance of making money, and so you should always play that way. And then you know it's a little bit different during tournaments, but. It's uh, it's definitely less fun these days. Should talk to my but uh, I got a buddy. I'm not like super close with him, but I have a friend who became a professional poker player, uh, and I wonder what his take is on this. What do they call a GTO? Yeah, game theory optimized. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I remember uh, at that point I um went online and I got in a tournament and I got I was like got to the final table and then I blew it right away. So I got like uh like $600 or something like that. And that was really exciting. And then the next week I went and just played cash games at tables on, online and yeah. lost so much money. And I was like, well, that's it. Can't ever do that again. Uh, yeah. The whole gambling stuff is like, just, I've, you know, it's kind of gotten real poisonous in sports. Oh yeah. Oh, the uh, sports stuff is the worst. It, you, oh. like, uh, 10 years ago, you never, maybe like 15 years ago, you never would have like been like the main thing we're talking about here is the money lines and every every single story is about like what it means for the Vegas lines, and now it's everything. Everything is just about people betting on sports. And I'm like, oh, the 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 genie's out of the bottle. This is just going to be it from now on. There's no going back. I mean, there's got to be some going back with how much it's on display during broadcasts. Like there just it's has to be a it's little only, bit. It's only becoming more legal though. It's only no, becoming more legal. Look, so I think sports get. I think gambling should be legal for sure. I just yeah, think but it's like it's going to be everywhere. I just think like you have to regulate the amount of exposure it has on uh, broadcasts. Like I'm so oh, sick we're... of telling Dylan like what the hockey line is. Like because what am I like? It's just right. They do it during the game. It might as well be plastered on the fucking board. Dude, it's we're, so we're stupid. months what? away from a Matt Damon commercial of him talking about DraftKings. Dude, they yep. already did the kid from fucking Breaking Bad. He doesn't shut up about like, it's just so annoying. I It's, yep. it's insane. And I love how like, I think Brian I might have Cranston? said this already. Yeah, dude, he did a... The kid from Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah the kid, <laughs> he's like 50. Uh, No, they did, they like... The, and the worst part about it, and I think I said this was like, 
the angle, the position of like gambling is like, hey, the thing you're watching sucks. It's only good oh. if you have something riding on it. Mm-hmm. Like football's horrific by itself. Sweeten that up with a little bit of a parlay. The, the worst sport to bet on, by the way, professional football. Oh my like, god! There's just like there's no way to like consistently win in professional no. football. If you want to no. win like basketball, baseball game every day, like that's the way to do it. Baseball no one is a terrible sport. To bet actually, on. knows how to play Super Bowl squares. Like the betting on squares, well, no easy. one actually knows how to do it. Uh, you just you pick don't one. bet on squares; it's random. You just pick. Yeah, that's the best. I think that's great. I like the boxes. The boxes are good. <laughs> Did I win a thousand dollars on Sunday? Sure, but that's, that's good reason to like it. But I never win, and it's also the boxes. That's fun because you can't. There's no strategy. You just pick a couple boxes. And there you go. What, what you're uh, the Jersey Devil, the New Jersey Devil games. Uh, where do they air on like MSG or something? MSG, MSG Network. Yeah. Okay. Here uh, for the Red Wings in Detroit, it's Bally Sports Bally's. Network. Yeah. Bally, the the gambling company. Yes. Yes. Right. Wait, so Bally like, is a gamble, gambling. Yeah. Company? I, I looked at yes, what, what do you think? What do you think Bally is? Oh, the gym. What uh, do you think Bally was? Bally's Fitness, like the yeah, gym. Yeah, me too. I thought that yeah. too. I'm so confused. I'm like, what the fuck is? Why is Bally's Fitness running my stupid Red Wings games now? It's like, no. Apparently, it's a Bally gaming entertainment company. Yeah, they took over like a regional sports network, right? Like that's yeah, they, yeah, they run a bunch of them uh, now. When uh, from the Fox deal with Disney, because Disney owns ESPN, they couldn't own those things as well. So they just stepped in, like, we'll buy this, and then we'll just advertise Bally Sports gambling every single second of every game. And it's like, oh my god, please stop. It, like and I also feel like w- there's got to be a diminishing return eventually. Like I just feel like the cat's out of the bag, right? Like and maybe that's it, right? Like maybe there's got to just be some bit of a walk back because it's so like overwhelming, you know. And I, I don't know. I feel like uh, it- it's just such an uphill battle. It's gonna get point. real ugly before it gets better, though. Yeah, there, there's going to be like yeah. some tragedies and stuff before they do anything about it. Yeah. Um, well, no better way to end the bombcast than talking about tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> you can send your emails about poker, deer weight, deer stories, gambling, gambling um, your pronunciation of certain words, your, uh, no, how you're bothered that. by how we, uh, how we do it. Oh, uh, hang on. Oh. I, got a, I got a text message here. Dan says 300. So that's less than what Bacalar said. He would, does he that's win closer. price of right rule? By no, price of right, price, rules? The price no. of right rules, we he's both still lost. over. Yeah, he's oh. still over. We, yeah. Lo- yeah. Everyone lost. We all lost, actually. Uh, we all, we lost. all lost. We all lost. I, be- I Look, hope the deer jerky was good, though. Backstrap? Mm. I would I would try it. I wouldn't try roadkill deer jerky. I would try I regular. I think I've had deer jerky before. Like uh, regular deer murder regular jerky. jerky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Backlar said they weigh 400 to 500 pounds. Uh, I think I said more. I think I said like 600. So you think you went to 700. Yeah, you did go up to 700. Eventually. <laughs> it's a whale on the ground. No, it's, it's a land oh, whale. Like a, yeah, like, you know, like, I bet a hippopotamus is like probably like 2,000 pounds. Oh, have you ever seen a hippo run? That's terrifying. No, and I hope funny. I never it's do. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny, but it's shockingly fast. Um, And then just like the jaw opening. Oh, my God. Um, send your emails to bombcastgiantbomb.com. Regular programming as per usual for the rest of the week. Uh, Game S mornings popping off the rest of the week. Voicemail dump truck, unprofessional Fridays, Friday night forking happening this Thursday. We'll get some quick looks sprinkled throughout the week. Um, actually, 
Jeff Grubb and Lucy James played Loverwatch. Uh, that is up on the site to celebrate Valentine's. It's a uh, dating game with the Overwatch himbos. Yeah, we correct? dated Genji. Hell yeah. Dated Genji. Gave him a sandwich, was it? Something? Yeah, uh, we, gave him, we ordered the same ramen that he likes, which uh, we both thought was a little weird, but apparently Genji really likes it when you think about him, so... Super selfish guy, I think. But hey, we won by 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 winning the date. And that's how you win. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, and hey, we'll see you next week for another episode of the Giant Bombcast. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I uh I I I hope you actually got your significant other a gift. And if you don't have a significant other, get yourself a gift. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>